the madness has the to madness, end. Stop the madness. Adam Curry, John C. Devorah. It's Thursday, December 9th, 2010. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination Episode 259er. This is No Agenda. Decoding cables here at the Hilltop Watchtower, Crackpot Command Center, Gitmo Nation West, in the People's Republic of Southern California. In the morning, I am the media terrorist known as Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where there are no WikiLeaks, I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill. In the morning. In the morning to all boots on the ground and all ships at sea. And to you, John. What do I get to say? <laughs> you don't get to say anything today. I figured I'd, uh, I'd, I'd usurp you. Well, I'm going to say uh, uh, good morning to, uh, or in the morning, to all the uh, human resources. Yes, the ones who are in our chat room at noagendachat.net, all charged up and ready to go the way your government loves you and needs you to be. Uh, I got a couple notes, by the way, about the, uh, the ships at sea. I got some notes from ships at sea who said, hey, don't mess with my ships at sea, because there are guys at ships at sea who are actually... There's one guy. There's a couple guys. No, I got a couple notes. There's two guys. So, that's that's human resources who are on ships at sea, and we have definitely have boots on the ground. I, I, I wonder where they listen... Did they tell you whether they listen to the stream, or they just download? No, I, d- I didn't inquire. Well, they should. <laughs> anyway, in the morning to you, John, it's been nice but- not talking to you. Yep, I agree with that one. Yeah, it's a, it's actually quite nice. So um, we had, uh, uh, you know, there was an outage at PayPal, which affected us uh, dearly. Oh, we, at, at least half of our money. At least more than half, actually. Yeah. I did a calculation on a typical Thursday show. We, we we so we ended up. We might as well get rid of it. Or get rid of. We might as well mention our executive producer. <laughs> oh, one uh, one executive. Uh, producer. he's not only the executive. He got lucky, and of course he's Sir Larry Lee, who is a lucky guy. Uh, Granite Shoals, Texas, and he's our executive producer for this show, and also the only member of the two five nine club. Ooh, that, so, that would be the two five nine er club. Yeah, the two five nine er club. <laughs> And uh, he's donating two five nine for episode two five nine because he's outraged, he says, at the idea that the Walmart Corporation is cooperating with the Department of Homeland Security and suggesting that ordinary citizens should report indi- indicators of terrorist activity to Walmart managers. Since when did ordinary citizens become experts in indicators of terrorist activity? Since when did Walmart become the target of terrorist activity? Now, citizens of this country are encouraged to rat on our friends and neighbors, just like the paranoid fascist state of Germany, prior to the rise of the Third Reich. <laughs> so the show is over. Everything I wanted to say, uh, Sir Larry Lee has summed up in one uh, donation uh, dedication. Rant, yeah. It's perfect. Hi, I'm Janet Napolitano, Secretary of the Department of Homeland Security. Homeland Security begins with hometown security. That's why I'm pleased that Walmart is helping to make our communities more safe and secure. If you see something suspicious in the parking lot or in the store, say something immediately. Report suspicious activity to your local police or sheriff. If you need help, ask a Walmart manager for assistance. (laughs) Thank you for doing your part to help keep our hometowns safe. That's the part that really cracked me up. It's like if I'm really in trouble, if I, you know, this is what this is what you should teach all your children. You know, it used to be like if you're lost or in trouble, you can always go up to a cop. Now it's like go up to any Walmart manager; they will save you. <laughs> Walmart managers are there to save you. <laughs> it's disgusting. 
I, 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 I agree with uh, Sir Larry Lee. This is this is uh, a combination of 1984 with the telescreens. Was that, was that what they called it in 1984? The telescreens. The telescreens uh, were giving you uh, information. Or the telescriber. Yeah, whatever. Telus, telestrator. Or whatever. No, telestr- yeah. <laughs> telestrator is something we use at sports games to uh, to draw on the screen. Okay, I think tele telescreen. I think is what it was. And uh, well, let's see. well, you know, I, this I, is I, desperation. I, 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 I have her. Uh, I have her in, entire speech, which I watched diligently. It was on C-SPAN three. You want to get obscure? C-SPAN three. Okay. Most cable networks, I don't think, even have C-SPAN three. No, you can get it online though. Yeah, so I, uh, I actually, I, um, <laughs> I have the C-SPAN app, and I was listening to Janet Napolitano speak to the BJA, which is the Blowjob Association of America. So, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. Actually, it's the uh, it's all the lower level law enforcement people who came to Washington for a symposium, uh, and then of course, you know, at the end of the day, then Janet Napolitano comes in, and she's going to speak to the uh, the lower levels, because it's no longer about homeland security, it's about hometown security. <laughs> hometown security. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because yeah, yeah. the places are blowing up left and right. Do you want, do you want Nick it? in Georgia was under attack by Arab terrorists <laughs> yeah, just last week. I, I need to play this, and, and then we can close this out, at least as far as I'm concerned. But it's really important because she does say something in there. She stumbles over something which uh, made me laugh. But I think it's important to hear the the words from uh, the horse's mouth, so to speak. No pun intended. Um, and by the way, you should. Uh, I put a link in the show notes to the video of this. You should see her. She's like swaying back and forth. She's like a rapper up there on the on the podium. Really weird. Very very weird. But uh, it's important uh, the way she uses NLP on the uh, the fine police men and women of these United Gitmo states and uh, programs them into this. Uh, and I'll have to explain some of the acronyms as well, programs them into this uh, initiative. And that our citizens, our community groups, and small businesses all need to be a part of that effort. Uh, what does that mean? What that means is this. Here is the question I asked. I said, what is the best way to counter violent extremism here at home? Ah, well, what is the best way, John? What do you think? I didn't know he had any. What violent extremism are <laughs> oh, we talking we, oh, about? We have ton- oh, well, she'll, she'll get into that. We have lots of, we have not just violent extremism, we have terrorists. Uh, in D.C., huh. they give it initials, C.V.E. Huh? All right, what is the best way to do that uh, here at home? And the answer that came back, and that I concur with, uh, is that we, n- we may not, at DHS, as part of our role, uh, have the full capability to understand why it is that somebody would become a violent extremist, a terrorist, uh, for example. Uh, just so you know, this is happening. It's all over the place, John. And they don't know why. They don't understand how someone, somebody, becomes a violent extremist, a terrorist, if you will. Really? Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, but because we know I, what... Yeah? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm under, I'm under the impression now that Indianapolis is being attacked as we're doing the show. <laughs> Is this true? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. What works in terms of building bridges with communities so that you, in a way, just by knowing what goes on in a neighborhood, knowing Here's what... Here's where she's swaying back and forth like a, like, a, like a moron. What happens at the street, having a degree of trust between a police officer and uh, a neighborhood group. We... Which I'm convinced is an NLP move, if you like, 
Because you're like hip, you're down with the street, you know, you know what's going on in the hood. That's exactly what she's doing by swaying back and forth. It's freaky. You know what works in terms of being an effective, effective. Uh, strategy for combating violent crime and violent extremism. Violent extremism. Is a radicalized form of violent crime. Okay. Now let's just make sure we understand Whoa. this. Let's just what make was sure, that? Let's just make sure we understand that. Because, let, me, let me write that one down. Okay, here it comes again. And violent extremism is a radicalized form of violent crime. There you go. Oh, really? It's just, just so you know. And that is community-oriented police. It's correct. And that's, it's in your communities. Policing. Where properly used, where done in the right way, it has been remarkable. Right Stand by. And mm. helping uh, our country bring down crime rates and keep crime rates low, even sometimes in circumstances where uh, you would predict they would be going up. Uh, and so All right. uh, uh, we have been working. Uh-huh. Uh, with uh, uh, DOJ uh, uh, on cops programs with the so- cops is uh, shit. What's that acronym for? Cops is the uh, uh, it, it's like the fusion centers. Have you you know about these the fusion centers? No, I don't know. Nothing. Okay, well the cops thing is uh, where uh, it's, it's basically an operational procedure so that you can communicate information back to home base. Our initiative. Oh, yeah, and the SAR, which is Suspicious suspicious Activity Reports. To link those kinds of things together and to add a third uh, link ah, to this chain, and that is the role of individuals. Uh, um, in- uh, here it comes. Now listen to the fumble. Listen to the fumble. That uh, and how you empower individuals to be part of our homeland security, hometown security efforts. Well, that's that's a hard question. Yeah, what do we do? It's a really hard question. I mean, how, how do you um, empower citizens uh, to help help us protect them or protect themselves? I think we program them to rat on their fellow citizens. That's a good idea. And one way that we have lighted upon is a campaign called If You See Something, Say Something. Which, by the way, is so coincidental it comes out right at the same time we have the don't ask, don't tell. It's like the dichotomy is hurting my brain, John. It's like see something, say something, but don't ask, don't tell. You know what I mean? It's like it oh, yeah. hurts. It That's hurts. a good catch. It hurts. Now, listen to... The stumble. Uh, uh, if you see something, say something is uh, just what its name implies. Uh, it is a campaign that, uh, uh, particularly when unified with a SAR initiative and a the suspicious activity report, a particular locale or particular state, really now gives you the building blocks of a strong hometown, homeland security effort. Uh, so we are expanding, if you see something, say something, uh, all over uh, the country. Yay! Yay! This is good! They figured out what to do. Um, we um, have added it uh, to uh, communities like the District of Columbia. Uh, we have added it to, to states. Uh, uh, Tennessee, I think, for example, is now a see something, say something uh, state. This is a, I love that. It's hey, I'm from the see something, say something state. Where are you from, John? Are you from the see something, say something state, or from the don't ask, don't tell state? I'm from the show me state. Okay, uh, we're venturing out into the private sector today. For example, I I am announcing uh, that you will be seeing see something, say something. Uh, 
I don't want to say ads. Oh, why wouldn't you call them ads? See, this is where she messes it up. Because she, she has been told or she has agreed not to call it advertising. So that's why she... Why did she drop the ball there? Because all she had to say if it was written down, which I'm sure it is, a public service announcement. She, uh, I, you know, I, she was tired. That's the only thing I could figure out because at the end of the day, and she's about to program all these stupid slaves in the room, which is just great, and then I'll be done with the clip. But listen to her again. She's like, uh, 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 I don't want to call it ads because that's exactly what the meeting was about beforehand. Don't call it an ad, whatever you do. By the way, $13 million given to, at least that's the, the only amount I can track so far, given to Walmart to run these ads at checkout. It's your money too, by the way. I don't say wait, wait, you tell me the taxpayers paid Walmart 13 million bucks to put this crap up? Yeah. 13 million. Great. Yeah. You will be seeing, see something, say something. Uh, I don't say ads, but announcements in Ooh. Walmart stores across the country. Uh, and okay, you're, right. also- you're absolutely correct. The only reason she did that is because there was a meeting. This is the problem, by the way, with doing – we talk about this on the show a lot when we break down the media. One of the things that you always learn uh, is that you don't want to do pre-interviews with people necessarily right. unless, you're, unless the whole thing is completely uh, not ad-libbed because what, what happens is during the pre-interview, you, you start to – You blow your load. You blow your – yeah, you say what you <laughs> – then, then when you're supposed to say it, you don't it remember sucks. if you said it or right. not because you're right. confused. And so, and the only reason she said that is because obviously there was a meeting or she was, it was drummed into her. Uh, in, in other words, somebody was, uh, was going, you can't say it's an ad. You can't say it's an ad. Make sure you don't say it's don't an ad. Don't say it's an ad. And whenever you, and your brain doesn't process that well, it doesn't process the negative. All it hears is, oh, yeah, all it says is say it's an ad, ad. say it's an ad. uh, uh, I don't want to say it's an ad uh, because, uh, oh, crap, I said it now. Uh, 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 What am I going to do? Now, why would that be, John? Why do you think, because I believe that the media is going to be completely complicit in this, because everyone in the media business is like, okay, we got, you know, we have two two more years. Yeah, exactly. We got two more years until elections. We might as well get some of that DHS money in the meantime. We need some of that ad money. Now, now, the thing that gets me about this... That's why it's not a PSA, by the way. It's not a public service announcement. Because but, you know, it could be made into one, and it could be sold as one, and they could hound the places. This is the, our government at work. I want everyone out there to note this. The government is now, instead of just doing PSAs like they would normally do, and then hound you know, the licensee holders because, say, hey, you guys, you know, are supposed to be running more PSAs. or Your license is, uh, renewal's coming up, you know. Yeah, come, exactly. How come you're not did running you the run PSAs? Our Homeland Security ad, how many times? When did you run it? And just start hounding them, and you get these guys to run these things for free, but instead they're just throwing money at the media. In other words, they're bribing them. Yeah. The whole thing is basically corrupt the way they're doing it. And not that they should be running these ads at all, or public service announcements. Well, for, for that, Walmart to be running it and being paid to do it is abhorrent. It would, exactly. I mean, they're being paid to do it. It says it right there, black and white, $13 million, which was a part of, the, I think this even came out of the American Recovery Act funds, and, and, you know, $13 million that we're being told about. And by the way, not bad $13 million. Hey, guess what? If you see something, say something. Now, give me $13 million. We'll say it all day long, won't we, John? 
I'll, I'll oh, tattoo yeah, it on my ass. You give us 13 million bucks, we're on board. Yeah. All right. Now let's just wind Show's it up. over, but we're on board. Wind it up with, uh, with her programming the truth. This is a beautiful piece of... Uh, of NLP, and let's just—I just wound it back a little bit. Something, here. say something. Uh, I don't want to say ads, but announcements <laughs> in Walmart stores across the country, uh, and we are also working with educating not just shopping mall employees. Mall of America, by the way, also rolling this out for this holiday time of year, but uh, also other employees. At listen, 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 listen. At soft targets. Soft targets. Now I. Earlier in the speech, she spoke about, you know what a soft target is? A soft target, the Mumbai attack is known as a soft target. I don't know why it's called the soft target, but this is a new meme you got to look out for. Soft targets. Soft targets are hotels and shopping malls and sporting events. It's like hotels, hotel chains. Uh, also, uh, organizations that manage large events where people can gather, like large sporting events. Or uh, no agenda meetings. So that, for example, uh, the professional sport league uh, commissioners have met with me. On oh, yeah, because you know, we got to get some scanners in there. Absolutely. This is all about this the is, scanners. It's all about the scanners. You know, we had good meetings with the hotels. Hey, you want to go to a hotel? Welcome to our hotel. Please step through the scanner. This will be meeting with the NCAA as well. Yeah, yeah, meet with them. Um, but if you see something, say something. You leave this. Uh, okay, listen, to this. this is great. Now, remember, she's programming local cops. Uh, talk here this afternoon, and I know you've had a day of talks. Uh, I know. See, first she... This is so great. I, I, I got to do this play-by-play. So first she's like, I know, it's been so incredibly hard. To, so she completely endears these people, right? Because it is the end of the day, and I know, I've been there, and it really sucks, and you've had to listen to all this stuff. Yeah, and then, yeah, right. and yeah. then she hits him, and then she hits him. Listen to it, listen to it. I know. I mean, uh, I've, I've been in your seat. I know. Um, but I guarantee you, when you leave this talk, you're going to remember a couple of things. <laughs> Isn't that great? When yeah, you leave this, good. you will it's remember good. a couple. And then it's like, you know, don't. And then it just goes into the whole thing. What you're going to remember? You're going to remember, like, uh, to rat on everybody and set it all up and rat on everybody. <laughs> so you're going to remember to help ruin the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, you're just going to. Yeah, so exactly. I, so I want to make a. I'm going to make a prediction here that uh, needs to be noted on the show. I think we've we've hinted at this before, but it had never been an out and out prediction. But I was reading the Atlantic article where uh, yeah, yeah. Pistoli was interviewed by the uh, yeah. couple of stooges. I might add, <laughs> yeah, for real, yeah, good. It's and, in the show notes. Uh, and uh, somebody in the comments made made this assertion, which I, we have discussed in certain. Uh, uh, times that I think probably at least a year ago or more, but I want to make it as an out and out prediction. Now, and it's, I don't think it's going to happen in this country, but it's going to happen, and that is a uh, a choke point attack, which is the obvious thing for terrorists to do next. Which is a um, you have the TSA, you have a holiday season like Christmas or something, where you have the lines backed up like there's no tomorrow, and uh, you come into that area with the bomb. And they put you in the machine, and you and they see, hey, there's a bomb in here. You set it off, and you kill everybody in the area. There are so there are more people jammed into this choke point than on an airplane. Than on the airplane, and the likelihood of success is quite high, and it would get a lot of attention, and cha- and it would again create this issue where you now have to have an appointment to get on your plane because <laughs> well, we can't have too many people jacked up here. <laughs> so get so sign in for your appointment online. 
And so everyone has to go with, yeah, you're at 507. You, you missed your appointment, you know. And, and I'm just telling you, because one, because this, these these choke points are extremely dangerous. The yes. TSA is obviously incompetent or they wouldn't be setting up choke points because you don't have to get the bomb through. You just blow up the choke point and you kill everybody in the area, in the vicinity. You get well, all now, kinds now, of people. Do you re- I think that would this be ex- will not happen in the United States because we don't have right. a bunch of terrorists around here. It's bogus. <laughs> the whole thing is nonsense. But it will happen in Somewhere. London. Well, they, they, It'll happen probably in London. I'm well, guessing London. This, isn't that what happened at Manchester Airport where the guys uh, drove their uh, Jeep into the choke point and tried to blo- explode the Jeep? Remember yeah, that? yeah. But it, was but it played up. Played up, but this is where it's going. It's going to happen in probably in London. It could happen at any place, of course, but yeah, it won't yeah. happen here because we don't really have a bunch of suicide. We don't have yet. terrorists here. <laughs> we don't have any yet because we haven't created them by by being the jerk offs <laughs> that we are yeah. or the TSA is. But the point is, is that it's going to happen. It's going to happen someplace, and then we're going to respond again as if it's happening here when it's not. Right. And it's just going to make things worse. They don't. They don't know what to do about that. The choke points are a problem, and they're creating the choke points. It's their creation. It is the security administration's creation, these choke points. So when everyone who gets killed in one of them, when some maniac blows up a, uh, you know, wrap a, wraps a bomb around himself and, and suicide bombs the area, it's their fault. Let me uh, thank a couple people who have done some PR initiatives, and then we can kind of get into the rest of the show. Because we, we got a little off track there, but I just had to roll that out since uh, our executive producer was kind enough to point out and to support uh, this program uh, that this whole Walmart ads, which we don't want to call it ads, uh-uh, because you're going to see them everywhere now, and they are going to be for paid paid for advertisements. Yeah, think on your friends. Yeah. So I do want to thank uh, Mr. Oh, by the way, stop a second. This always leads to people turning in the innocent. Of course. To, to screw with them. Well, listen, when we have an SAR against us, which is real easy, my neighbors will go to the cops and say, you know, he's kind of suspicious. Ah, we have an SAR, suspicious activity report. And then, you know, we saw something, so we're saying something. Then you get picked up, you get arrested. You're going to be an information terrorist. This is, this is exactly what happens. And, and, uh, and Sir Larry Lee is right. This is what happened. Rat on your neighbors. This is how it starts. And by the way, Gitmo Nation East United Kingdom has had this for two, three years now. And everyone's like paranoid and ratting on each other over there. All right. So I, I want to just uh, briefly thank uh, Mr. Oil and GX2. They sent in uh, uh, a donation of $66.60 uh, coming from the sales of uh, noagendarecords.com. Um, and they say, please split the donation into uh, on behalf of Mr. Oil, the other one on behalf of GX2. We're hoping sales will pick up. Go to noagendarecords.com. These guys got a great uh, Christmas album out of uh, GX2's recordings, uh, which, of course, include a lot of No Agenda stuff in there, and uh, we highly appreciate uh, their support. That's not showing up in your PayPal, John, because, uh, uh, honestly, they wanted me to handle the anonymity part. <laughs> it's nothing personal. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want, wanted to mention that uh, noagendafigures.com is now up. This is the, uh, the I want to say, the kid uh, who, was, I don't know if he's in high school or college uh who was making the paperclip figures oh yeah and uh, so they're up now and uh, you can go to noagendafigures.com pretty cool he's got the uh, the no agenda night uh, figurine and they're all uh, relatively uh, inexpensive these uh he's also got the gitmo jewelry so a little figurine with a <laughs> with an ankle bracelet on 
and uh, another one with a hypodermic needle. So it's uh, all right in line with uh, with our no agenda stuff. Uh, quick notes from the no agenda mug, Billy the Kid. Uh, well, I I sent you uh, the ten bucks from the seven items I sold at noagendamug.com. Uh, it's been a bit slow, but we're offering a free engraved no agenda ornament with each order for Christmas. So go to noagendamug.com. The ten 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 super karma pins. Just so there's no confusion with any other ten 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 stuff. Uh, the ten 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 super karma medallions and lapel pins shipped uh, two weeks ago are now arriving, and everything will be sent out uh, to uh, everyone who ordered. And uh, I guess uh, we're um, now. What have we done exactly on the no agenda coin issue, John? We have, we we seen- have the coins in hand. They're being shipped out as we speak, the 10, 10, 10 coins. And they were, apparently there's some people that didn't get their other ones, and they've been found. And those should be out shortly. And then Eric will be finishing up the whole thing in the next probably within the next seven days. Right. So people should be starting to get all their coins and the rest of it. And, uh, es- and essentially, we uh, will wind up not making all that much money on the whole deal, which is, I think, kind of uh, made us reconsider how much promotion we want to put into certain initiatives Right, we're not, and also when we do it, we, we're, we're, we're discussing this, and in a future show, probably uh, in a, probably within a week or two, we'll have a uh, policy statement, because we need one. We do need one, because you know we're basically taking the money out of the show's pocket right now to, to, uh, to fix this, um, and it's costing thousands of dollars, uh, which, you know, really the show needs, and uh, so it sucks. But since we did such heavy promotion on this on this ten ten ten, particularly on the ten 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 coin challenge, and people didn't get what they uh, what they paid for, we feel that we need to uh, do whatever we can to rectify it. Good news is, I guess we have most of the actual coins now in hand, so we can get everyone what they paid paid for. Right. Uh, but it's. Uh, it's, and it's a, it's a time-consuming process, too, which is yes. annoying. Yeah, it's <laughs> but, but luckily, Eric is uh, actually quite good at this sort of thing, so yeah. um, he'll t- f- fix the problem. Good. It's like a, he's like a customer service savant. And then, uh, finally, a big in the morning to uh, Bellingen. I think that's how you pronounce it. Bellingen in uh, Australia. It's a shire. In uh, New South Wales, uh, congratulations, uh, they've now started adding uh, fluoride to your water as of today. So, uh, welcome to the masses. <laughs> welcome to the, the dumbed-down masses there in New South Wales. Send us money. <laughs> send, send us money. <laughs> That's funny. So the uh... <laughs> let me let me just wind it up and uh, thank uh, once again Sir Larry Lee, our executive producer, uh, sole member of the Two Five Niner Club here for episode Two Five Niner of the No Agenda Show. Everybody else out there, you got to propagate the formula. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. New World Order. Stay with me now. Shut up. It's also a guy making a comic about us, John, which I'm very excited about. Oh, that could be fun. Now, I want to get a call call out to my wife. Oh, okay. Mimi Mimi went through the, uh, she did an opt-out. Uh, yes. And talked the woman behind her into doing an opt-out. Very good. Now. Well, she's a good she, doobie. She has, we, by the way, everyone out there should have gotten on December 8th, check your email box, our, our talking points memo. Yes. Uh, specifically about opting out and getting out of those machines, which are dangerous. 
And uh, there's no if, ands, or buts about that. Correct. And in, in the talking point memo, we'll give you all kinds of, you know, the, all the talking points you need. I want to talk about that a little bit later in the show because I have a, a one a talking point uh, example. But anyways, so she said that her talking point was she used the uh, how come, why, because now they have a new process. For one thing, they don't yell opt out. Oh, really? They stopped doing that? They don't embarrass you anymore. Are you sure? I, I, Are you sure? That's, she says, yeah, nobody got anybody. That she says it's actually quieted down. They quiet, uh, quiet down. Shh, shh, shh. Okay, opt out. It's all right. Step over here. So they didn't want to do that, so they've changed the policy. But they, they definitely ask you, and they have a notepad, and they ask you why you're opting out. And she, she said that she – and the other woman that, that followed her did the same exact thing. She said she got a really good response. The TSA was very appreciative of the reason she's <laughs> opting out, which is, well – the way I see it, these machines must be dangerous because they won't let you wear dosimeters. <laughs> she said that. She said that. And and she, yes, she did. And uh-huh. she said, so if you, if, so I don't feel comfortable if you can't even be wearing these things. I understand they won't let you wear them. This is terrible. They should let, let you wear them. And the and the TSA guys got all a buzz about this. Yeah, they should. They should. Really? Oh, that's and, excellent. And they soft pedal her through the whole thing and saying, you know, and she said something. Like, Everybody should opt out until you guys get to wear the t- dosimeters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. they all fo- followed it. Really? <laughs> oh, they're so stupid. Hey, did they touch your vajayjay? <laughs> Uh, she said no. It was pretty mild because there were, you know, she, she was on their side. She was like a, one of the workers. <laughs> she, well, that's excellent. Big shout out to. Well, you know what? Not just a shout out. I'm sorry. We need to give her a. In uh, the morning. He gets an in the morning. Good. Well, see, it works. Our talking points memo not only works on your friends and family, it works on the slaves uh, and human resources doing the actual deed. Yeah, it's just a, it's a winner. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Chalk one up for the team. So anyway, so that's the new it. process. They don't make a stink, and they ask you, and they, they, they actually write it down in, in, in great detail, apparently, hmm. exactly why you're opting out. So it goes into some report, and of course, then the policies will change again to get people, because they're trying to obviously get people to go through these machines, and now they're going to wonder why. And so the next step, the next thing you know, they'll be wearing dosimeters. And then, of course, we have to change the talking point, which will go like this. Well, geez, if you have to wear dosimeters, these things must, must be, be dangerous. dangerous. <laughs> Exactly. That's how we do it, because we are media assassins, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I love it. Can't That's really good. That's really good. So anyway, uh, we have a bunch of interesting, I think, you know, the, obviously the WikiLeaks thing is getting better by the minute. Yes, yes. Uh, it, it certainly is, although... Um, you know, they're not leaking. They're, they, I didn't realize. I thought that they leaked out the 250. No, right no, off no, 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 they're, no, they're, no. They're, they're leaking these things out like, you know, 100 a, a day or something yeah, but, like but that. But they leak them out to the to the New York Times and to the Guardian first. But, and yes, but, yeah, I, I agree. That's that's dubious. But the Guardian keeps a database, so you can go into the Guardian's I know, database. I know, but you know what, John? Have you? I spent, thank God, and thank you very much, uh, uh, supporters of this show. I've been able to hire an intern to do the editing for the Big App Show. Uh, Kevin the Blade. So I have all this time. All of a sudden, you know, I, I can take Mickey out to lunch. You know, but instead of that, instead of taking her out to lunch, I'm sitting there decoding cables, and I'm looking at this stuff. John, I'm sorry. It's like uh, it's like National Enquirer for elites. It's pretty funny. Yeah, it's, it's, so, not, it's, not, it's nothing. You know, I, I don't know. I think it's pretty interesting. Dis- but th- we've discussed most of these things. Yeah, I on know. The show. This is the irony of the whole thing. There's yeah. there's hardly a thing in here. That we, that haven't, we talked haven't talked about on this show for the last year. Uh, or more. 
and it's but just like, <laughs> there's a couple of twists that we don't have, and we don't know, and we need to know, and we have to look at these cables. And one of the ones I ran into, if you look at ClimateGate or, or global warming uh, in the database, you find a, uh, a memo about Von Rompuy. Yeah. And he's moaning and groaning that the Europeans were screwed uh, that la- on that Copenhagen event. And they they were they were snubbed according to him, and and the whole thing was a disaster. And he says the one in Mexico is going to be even worse because they're snubbing the Europeans about this all this green global warming stuff. And he says we should just bypass and just do a deal with the United States. And he goes on and on, and then he goes on and says he says that he says if there's not progress in Afghanistan with, by the end of 2010, which is like in a week. He says, we're out of there. He says, this is bull crap. And he says, we're leaving the minute one Belgian is killed. Yeah, but hold on a second. And so this was, and I read this one, because I've, I've read everything that I could, really. This was uh, the guy who had a personal relationship, right? Remember that, that um, indoctrination and uh, propaganda works on many different levels. This guy even says in the cable, this diplomat says, I'm a personal friend of Fram Rumpoy. And uh, uh, and the guy who set the meeting up, and he didn't even expect Von Rumpoy to be there. So Von Rumpoy was actually sending him a message back. This is just—it's like tit for tat bull crap. And and by the way, this is it, this goes perpendicular to what is actually happening with the biodiversity meetings in Cancun and what the European Union is saying. Don't think for a minute that uh, Von Rumpoy has any power. So it's all a distraction. Yeah, or well, it can, it can be used as a just, distraction. Yeah, but it's interesting to me to to, to hear all the little uh, catty chit chat. I think it's it's amusing. I mean, if you don't want to pay any more attention to it, I think it's fine. But I, no, I do. I I, I do. But he, here's my problem. My problem is now we're at a very interesting point where we have all of these people who are hyped up on War of, world, war of Worldcraft and, and all these online games and shooting people, and it's like, yeah, let's get your weapons. Let's go uh, deny a distributed denial of service attack on uh, PayPal and MasterCard and Visa. It's like, oh, could you play any more into the hands, please? Could you make it any more easier for new reg- uh, legislation and regulation to come in and for the government to own the Internet? Could you make it any easier? I don't think so. This is the stupidest thing we can do. And people always get all hyped up about, yeah, man, we're taking them down, man. Yeah, get your weapons, man. I read all the 4chan stuff and the anonymous group and all this crap. It's sickening. It's, it's exactly the wrong thing. Everyone always jumps into war for some righteous reason. Then all of a sudden you wake up, you go, wait a minute, what were we doing this again for? And then, and yeah, and then you've got like the government up your ass. It's, it's going the wrong way. It's not, it's not good. I'm not going to argue with you because I also think that everything's a setup. Thank to, you. To, to take over the Internet. And where yes. that comes into play is in the recent discussions about and around the FCC. FCC, net neutrality, it all happens at exactly the same time. Exactly and, the same time. And the open discussions on the right-wing talk. Sorry. On the right wing talk shows about oh you know this is terrible you know this is this is the you know largely due to the it's just because the guy's got a website doesn't mean he's a journalist there's all these different kinds of assertions about you know whether or not Assange is like a you know a bad guy or a good guy and there's like this dichotomous debate is not there's nothing in between by the way it's either he's let me ask you a question so I saw CNN and I I don't have a clip of it talking to two other guys one who looked like like he was sixteen. With, you know, like glasses. Yes, we're here at WikiLeaks headquarters in uh, in London. 
and uh, it, like he was interviewing them. Well, yes, you know, we we know what uh, what is out there, and we know what's coming. And like, wait a minute. Why don't they arrest these punks? What are they doing? Like they're not part of WikiLeaks? It's so obvious. It's so obvious, and, and people don't see it. You know, they, a lot of our listeners, tons of them, I'd say forty, fifty percent, are are totally eating up the whole WikiLeaks thing. They totally my, buy it as Robin Hood or something. And what's funny about it is the uh, is the WikiLeaks guy in a studio. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's not in an undisclosed location. He's in one of these studios. By the way, they're all over the country. I go to them every so often when I have to do something for CNBC. Yeah. And San Francisco's got five of these places. Yeah, with, with, with chroma key screens. Yeah, they got all the gear. It's like they're beautiful inside. They got all this stuff going on, and you go in there. You sit in a you sit in a chair, and then they put a camera on you, and they put a thing in your ear. And the next thing you know, you're talking to New York, and that's why there's all these long delays. And somebody asks a question. By the way, we have that even a little bit on Skype, and I always de- defeat it by trying to by stepping on your last yeah, line. You're which is so professional. Trip. Yes. I'm just saying, you know, it's because it, that long lag is annoying. Yeah. But when you watch these guys on television, so oh, Mr. Jenkins, what what do you think about the situation? One, two, three, <laughs> four, five. Then his eyebrows go up, and he goes, "Oh, oh I think yes, it's terrible." Yes. <laughs> it's like, hey, buddy, get get a you know yeah. what? You go over a satellite link. It's jump taking forever it, to talk to yeah, this guy. Jump on it, douche. So yeah. anyway, so oh, yeah. so the guy could be grabbed. Is the point I'm trying to make? And, but the whole if they thing, wanted to, yeah, but, but the whole thing, Assa- crowd, yeah. Assange gave himself up. What has Assange got to do with it? No, nothing. But you know, it's <laughs> like, but you just look at the reporting. It's like, oh, he's been arrested. He's been arrested. He's been arrested. He walked in the Stein Larsen. Oh, all right, here I am. He hasn't been arrested. He walked, he walked in. in. <laughs> he, like, he can't buy anything. His Mastercard and Visa are dead. <laughs> His money's gone. He needs a meal. He yeah, goes in and hungry. gets arrested so he gets something to eat. Give me a roof over my head, please. He Meanwhile, he was, he was hiding out. And this was the funniest thing. He was hiding out at the Frontline Club, which is like the first place you'd want to go look for the guy. It's, yeah, it's like a club, literally yeah. a club with like five rooms. It wasn't. Everyone knew what was going. It's like this is just what blows my mind is that uh, that it's so obvious. You know, right? Let's just go back to the government not grabbing DNS like they did with these other websites like torrentfinder.com not turning anything off not doing anything like that using totally mis misusing it we've got secretary of defense robert gates saying hey this is a good thing cuz people know that we're badass motherfuckers we're badass you know we're just badass people they got to do business with us badass. oh and by the way we'll be off the air rather quickly when the fcc takes over the net because of your totally. cussing yes oh yeah i'm sorry well then i'll have to work on no, it no it's not possible I'm just saying, though, because, it's because I have things, Tourette's. It's impossible. The first, you have Tourette's. What are we supposed to do? Well, you, wait we, a minute. It's, it's uh, Americans with disability thing. <laughs> Maybe we can get some uh, kind of uh, subsidy. So my, one uh, of the things the FCC <laughs> wants to do, of course, they want to take over cable. Yeah, which, cable. which is what provides my Internet, by the way. They want to take over cable, and then they want to take over uh, the Internet. And so they because it needs to be controlled. It's out of control. And so uh, let's play a couple of clips that I have that are kind of touch on this here and there. Um, so I watched this week, I watched Judge uh, Napolitano, who is just, he's, he's basically, he, his main guest that he has constantly is Ron Paul. Yeah, oh yeah, I, I love it. And, and, and before you move any further, where, so in all this WikiLeaks stuff, we have nothing about 9-11, nothing about uh, Oklahoma City bombing, uh, nothing, nothing, nothing about any of the stuff we have actually are interested in. There never seems to be anything about that. It's all bull crap. 
there is one thing, by the way, another I told you so uh, uh, thing that showed up in WikiLeaks, which the BBC picked up on. And I think we discussed this two years ago, which is how China is like basically sneaking in and taking over uh, Africa. Yeah, they've got... And uh, so uh, now uh, it's a big revelation. Play the BBC WikiLeaks China and Africa. crazy. Well, the latest batch of U.S. diplomatic cables disclosed by WikiLeaks focuses on U.S. views of China's involvement in Africa. Earlier, our world affairs correspondent, Humphrey Hawksley, told me just how significant they are. Well, basically, it's encapsulating what America thinks about China's involvement in Africa, which has been growing hugely in, in recent years. And it describes China as a pernicious and aggressive enemy me economically. Uh, but it says that it's not yet a military threat, but it does throw up the tripwires of how far China has to go before America considers it to be a military threat. When it starts running intelligence gathering operations, when it starts training armies, and when it... We went through this, but the thing is, we read this from real news sources. This, this is what kills me. These cables are nothing but report... See, let me just explain what's going on here. We get reports from all over the world, from local newspapers and publications. Cause the stuff does get published, but it doesn't make it to the top of the news. The Kardashians aren't talking about it, although that's changing now as well. So about the one and a half million Chinese in the Congo, we know all this. We know that they say, oh, we're going to build you schools, hospitals, and, but we're going to build the roads first to get all the crap out of your country. We've, we've known all this, and now it's a big revelation. So, John, help me understand. Help me understand. What is going on? I think there's an element of, uh, I'm not absolutely sure myself, but I think there's an element of that the news media in general is so oblivious to what, what actually is going on. That they're that actually what, surprised. That's, what, that's what's happening. Yeah. Oh, my God, there's gambling going on there. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm convinced right. they're actually stunned. Well, the thing that disappoints me the most is I look at the chat room, I look at the emails, our audience is stunned by this. I'm like, What? Have you not been listening? This is we've, we've done nothing but talk about this consistently, and now it's like, well, you, oh, well, so, do, so what, WikiLeaks is bogus. No, WikiLeaks is nothing new. Here, play the Judge Napolitano. Our point exactly. Uh, okay, here we go. Back with our freedom fighters, Gasparino, Marshall, and Goyette. Charles Goyette, to you first. Here's the problem that I have. I'm, I'm not in favor of any of this vengeance, and I don't know who's conducting these cyber attacks. But what business is it of the government to go to PayPal or Visa or MasterCard or Amazon saying, we don't want you doing business with those people, WikiLeaks. you got to stop doing business with them. I mean, if the government could do that, it could say to the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal's ink supplier, we don't like their editorials, so stop selling them ink. If the government doesn't like what's going on, it's got to sue you, not bully you out of working with your, your, uh, someone you've contracted with. Doesn't, doesn't it show how deeply the government has insinuated itself into every aspect of American life, American business as well, that all of these institutions really live in fear of what the government will say or, or do? But you know, Judge, what bothers me even more is the relative indifference of the American people to knowing the truth. I mean, we get the Federal Reserve. While we couldn't get an audit of the Fed, the, the Federal Reserve has suddenly been acting as the central bank to the world. I don't know about what it, where it showed up in your newspaper, but in mine it was hidden in the back pages. Right. At, at the same time, we've got, we've got a trillion dollars in foreign and war spending, and the American people don't, know what, don't want to know what yeah. kind of meddling the yeah. government's doing that will earn us well, blowback wait, 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 in the oh, future. Judge, judge, judge. Right. Go ahead, Charlie. Go ahead. Do we, do we 
Yeah, so, Back when I so, so Ron Paul, I guess, was on Judge Napolitano. I, I, have I, that I Yeah, you have that clip? Well, I have one of them. He was on for a while. Right, but, but he says exactly the right thing. It's like, oh, WikiLeaks is so great. Well, why don't they actually have like some transcripts from the conversations that go on at the Federal Reserve? Like, Is that the clip you have? No, I don't have that one, but that's, that is a, one of the good clips. What do you have? Should I play the one? I have got? the one where he just says that he was upset with the fact that they want to now, you know, that instead of, again, a nothing to see here moment, and again, actually an indication of, or kind of a confirmation of what you're saying, which is that the whole thing is an end around to get, you know, the FCC to take over everything. So we have, you know, so we can, sh- I mean, let's face it. I mean, if we, if we have any theme, especially on this show today, with Napolitano and this, you know, s- you know, just fink on your friends or whatever that thing is called. Uh, <laughs> RatYourBuddyOut.com. RatYourBuddyOut program from the U.S. <laughs> government uh, for nothing. You hey, know, wait, 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 ma- wait, 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 Mickey, don't rat on me, man. Don't don't say anything about me to the government, okay? Promise. <laughs> Sorry, she's she's talking to the CIA in the other ear. See area. something, say something. See so, say see something, say something. And uh, <laughs> so the, so he was just thinking the whole thing is you know crazy silly. I mean, you can yeah. play the clip. It's it's right, not. The, oh, sorry. Don't hit it. Hey, no, Congressman. Some of your colleagues on the other side of the uh, of the Capitol in the Senate are proposing legislation to redefine the word journalist and redefine the word there you publisher, go. There so you as go. to allow them to prosecute people who are journalists and publishers, but reveal information that they don't like. Would you oppose such? Wait, le- I haven't heard what he's what he's about to say. But does he talk about a license? Do you have to have a journalism license? Is that what he's going to say? We're no, he doesn't, but that, that is one of the elements that is involved with... In fact, in, in Brazil, if you, you call yourself a, a journalist, you have to have a license, license, which is against the Constitution in this country. It's oh, both, both yeah, right, yeah. So is touching my penis. Legislation as being oh, contrary my. to the First Amendment? <laughs> oh, a- absolutely. But doesn't that remind you of 1984 when language becomes pretty vital? This whole idea that they might change the definition. Matter of fact, I have a much broader definition. I don't think you have to write for a newspaper or a magazine or be on TV or even put stuff on the Internet. I think we all should have those First Amendment rights as if we are journalists. We even If we write a note to somebody. So, no, this would be atrocious to think you can change the definition of words in order to promote to stay and further attack the internet. That's what they're trying to do to us. Unbelievable. Congress- oh, there you go. All right. Yeah, well, you know what? Ron Paul's been pretty right before, so he's basically... He's saying- on the money. You know, he's like a guy who doesn't care. So he tells it like it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, he's a kook. He's a kook. He's a kook. That's what, you know, I'll never forget my Uncle Don. I'll never forget. It said, uh, who do you like? It said, Ron Paul. <laughs> that kook from Texas? I'm like, thanks, Uncle Don. You just confirmed everything I ever thought. <laughs> kook. Yeah, the kook from Texas. And I sent him his book, And the Fed. He sent me a note back. <laughs> hey, thanks for sending me the book. Like, he didn't fucking read it. It goes in the fireplace. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's heat everything up. Uh, so anyway, so... That of course is the, is the true problem, and uh, you know we got I got an email from people you know I I'm in the fight I'm in the fight and I help the denial of service attacks like oh man that's exactly yeah. the wrong thing to do that is not help and by the way what a joke it's a joke it's not you're not attacking like the the actual payment system you're slowing down websites and by the way thanks <coughs> yeah, thanks, thanks we for got, all the help yeah we got half half the money we normally do on a Thursday because people couldn't reach PayPal thanks great. Yeah, working out. And Amazon, by the way, uh, they're selling for £7.97. They're selling the uh, WikiLeaks uh, nicely categorized for the Kindle. (laughs) (laughs) 
I got a link in the show notes. I ordered That's it. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's on my Kindle. Yeah, you can look stuff up. Yeah, they're not going to host the site to the server, but uh, we got it. We're going to sell. Yeah, that does. Yeah, I, yeah, that's a we're good one. Yeah, they, they, we're 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 going to stand up against this. And uh, by the way, if you <laughs> got some money, we got a yeah, we got the whole thing here on it. Yeah, we're, we're selling that for you. Uh, don't worry about it. But um, no, I mean it, it. It all happens at the same. And there's so much else going on. Um, you know, I think it, I think it is going towards regulating the internet. It's it, exactly at the right moment this happens when the FCC is talking about net neutrality. Uh, oh, by the way, and should, by the way, what what better way to ensure net neutrality than giving the FCC control over the internet? Mm-hmm. Seriously, yeah. what better way? Yeah, oh, that sounds great. Yes, we'll be taking over the whole thing to protect you. Yes, to for children, fear, make sure everything's good. Terrorism, fear, children. Um, yeah. No, I have always said this is the golden age of the internet. Enjoy it while you can. Yeah, because there's no anything. way that yeah. this is not going to end up getting regulated. I know they want. They've been going after the cable uh, uh, networks since for years, for at least a decade, and they're just going to keep hounding them. And they're going to find some way to take you know to to regulate a little bit at first, just a little bit at first. Yeah. And then next thing you know, you know, you're cussing and you're off. I, I have a disability. Yeah, well, you you do have a disability, so I think we can probably get a, a, I some think, sort of. I think we can get subsidy. I think we can get some financing for uh, American. A variance is what we're looking American for. American with Disabilities Act. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, so yeah, so great job, uh, everyone. That's fantastic. Uh, and and did you did you see any of those like uh, the Anon.net, whatever it was? You know, no. it's it's in the Google cache. You can still look at it. Like get your weapon. It's like literally like World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft. It's like get your weapons. Okay, here you got to aim it now at, uh, and I give the IP address of the Visa website. It's like God, just idiots, so stupid. That's exactly what everyone wants to happen. It's exactly right. And you know what? We're gonna have because of course the Guardian and New York Times they're actually publishing these stories before uh, uh, a lot of these things are dumped, are wiki dumped. Uh, but they're you know they're not arrested because they're accredited. You know they, they they have a license, and soon I think you're right. They will have a license. They will have a license. And by the way, there's lots of... Government license, yeah. yeah. There's lots of disinfo. So, um, now, I've I've been looking for this one because uh, one of these crazy websites uh, comes out and uh, talks about uh, uh, WikiLeak 09 Oslo 337, which I cannot find in any of the archives, not in the torrent, etc. And this is like... (laughs) Although I, I wish it were true... Uh, and and, and it's, of course, it propagates very, very quickly. Hey, man, one of the WikiLeaks uh, talks about uh, the president was rushed to the 2012 Alice Bunker when that Norway spiral showed up, man. <laughs> bullcrap. Yeah, because I mean, it's total bullcrap bull crap written all over it. And I'm like, you know, so so now everyone, so now you don't know what's true or not. And you and I have put the Google search link into this uh, this bogus WikiLeak cable. And it's like, and it's, you know, it's a million sites, you know, and all like just propagating the same thing. So now we got to be, you know, there's all kinds of disinfo and people aren't checking. And I'm, quite honestly, even with the time I've created now, this, you can't check on all these stories. It's just no time. It's like, oh shit, another one. Oh crap, crap. And, uh, and you got to go find the, the new archive, the new torrent. It's like, you don't know. It's, it's being misused and all over the place. And it's, it's in general, just not good. I find it highly entertaining, though. Yeah, I have to agree. But but there is but there really is. I have yet to see something like, oh wow, I'm really blown away. 
Oh yeah, no, it's all it's all very it's, you know it's very similar. In fact, I didn't even get a clip this week from Extra Extra <laughs> or any of those shows because this is very it much is. like a kind of a yeah. ugly person's version of yes, entertainment news. Yes, this is this is what I said. I said these WikiLeaks cables are like uh, uh, the National Enquirer for uh, for ugly people, which is you know. It's show business for ugly people. That's what and politics there's some good is. stuff. But here's a, I got another good one. I thought this was kind of funny. This is again on the Judge Napolitano show, which I'm not going to do every week, obviously. But although I have to say, it's a show. I'm is, telling you, he's gearing up to take over. Glenn I, there's yeah. something afoot, that's yeah. for sure. But yeah. on the Clinton breach, he's got a very interesting point to make, or somebody has an interesting point on the show, and I thought it was very funny. It's again what about what he Actually. Ahead, Actually, Charles. I think I think the Visa and Mastercard maybe ought to uh, shut down Hillary Clinton's accounts. Isn't she involved in stealing uh, stealing Mastercard and Visa? No, but that's a different issue. Isn't that a different question? My question is what he's talking about. One of the what? <laughs> what was that about? The play it. Oh. Things that we learned from WikiLeaks is that Secretary of State Clinton asked agents of the State Department to steal the credit card numbers of foreign diplomats. That's what right. he's talking about. I'll I, tell you what the I, law I, is. I, the law I, is if a journalist acquires information, it doesn't matter from what source. If it's newsworthy, it can be published without civil or criminal liability. So the journalist can yell fire in a crowded movie. No, we're not talking about a crowded theater. We're talking about the First oh, Amendment. No, no, that's part of the First Amendment. No, oh, the First Amendment only comes into play with the government. Guys, thank you for joining you know, there, there's a, there's a couple of memes going out, going around about this, which you're going to hear more of. So the fire, th- that's one. That's a kind of an old one. But the other one is, if you had information about D-Day, have you heard this meme popping up? It's everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, so if you had, uh, so uh, if WikiLeaks had information about D-Day, you know, would you uh, would you publish that? You know, uh, so because of course, how would they get that information? It's it's Julian Assange. He walks on water. So the uh, no those those uh, memes are bad are are just stupid. all over the place. But the, but the thing about Hillary about apparently in one of the memos at least it says that she went and said gets to steal his credit card number. Why I guess so they could. Yeah, but did I, you I, read the cable? Did it say that exactly? I don't know, but I, I don't think, think so. That there's a rationale for this that is you know obviously you want to track some credit card deals to see you can track the number you can because the credit card companies are in bed with. Uh, in fact, I found the most interesting, uh, and I did read this cable, that they were working on behalf of MasterCard and Visa with the, in negotiations with Russia. Our government has nothing better to do than be shills for these credit card companies, which is probably why they're so outrageously overpriced. But anyway... Uh, yeah, but hold on a second. That cable was nothing but... This is what di- diplomacy wait, wait, wait. is all about. It was like, hey, we got to work with the Russians because otherwise a, a big American companies are going to get gypped because they want to use a different processing. That's what politics is about. It's all about money. Yeah, but wait, big let's revelation. go back. I don't care about that. I'm well, don't bring it up. <sighs> so I'm just saying that the uh, the the cable. Well, I, it, well, politics is about you know more than just representing large corporations no not anymore i disagree that's all that it's about Oh no i know that's what it is but that's no good well no but but no one's seeing that no you can't that's that's the point is that you can't have a bunch of just nothing but you know you know guys going over there representing general electric because general electric competes with a lot of other companies and why do they get all the extra bonus points to be you know held in high esteem by our own government while the other guys get screwed this is just corporatism anyway 
the point. Okay, Duh. all right, stating, stating the obvious. Duh. So anyway, so no, I'm thinking the, the way this Hillary thing comes down, it just the way they presented it, it makes it sound like she's stealing credit card numbers so she yeah. can do buy some stuff on the internet or something with a stolen <laughs> card. I mean, well, that's what it sounds like. Of course, the real story that is going uh, undiscussed is that uh, our, our very own government. Uh, is tracking our credit card purchases in real time without warrants. This story has been completely snowed under, probably by this Hillary bullcrap. You, you've, I'm sure you've read this, right? Yeah. So, you know, it's like... It's all part of that law that was passed in 2008 feel, by, by the, the Obama administration. Is the world just speeding up, John? Have you ever felt like this before in all your years? It just feels well, like No, I mean, that's up. because we haven't followed it. It's been going like this for since, you know... Since the 80s, I said, or before, mm. probably from, since the Nixon administration, mm. or since the CIA took over the government, as Ron Paul says, mm. uh, around when Kennedy was assassinated, it's been going on. And we're just, just you know, we just happen to be uh, noticing it more. Because you know what? It's, I think they've gotten carried away. They've, they've jumped their own shark, so to speak. Yeah, well, when you have this Napolitano character, not Judge, but, but Lucy... <laughs> and is that her name? I can't remember. <laughs> now, anyway, Lucy Napolitano. Now, now, you, now you freak me out. Now I can't remember her name. <laughs> it's Lucy. She looks it's like Lucy. Lucy. No, it's not it's Lucy. Lucy Napolitano. It's She's like Lucy. the character in the. It's Peanuts. not Lucy. It's uh, it's not? Janet. Oh, Janet. Right, Janet. <laughs> Don't freak Lucy, me out like that. Thing. Don't do that. It's the same type of name. <laughs> and so Lucy, uh, Janet, is like, uh, you know, telling people to think, you know, to, she's trying to turn the country into Cuba. Yeah. I, and, you know, this is the kind of thing we were told that was a bad idea when we were kids, but she's, you know, promoting it. We haven't got any terrorists in this country. We've got the one or two loners that, the, you know, the FBI stumbles upon well, they and got, they got, they lures got, them into being terrorists. They did it with another kid. I was just watching that yesterday. It's like another kid, and they lured him into another a, dumb kid. Yeah, and they show a picture, and you I'm like, "That's a dumb anything. kid." You can make him a religious nut. You can make him a gangster. You can make him a football <laughs> I know, player. I know, but you can make him a terrorist, but not, but, but not actually a terrorist. They said, "Here, press this button, son." Oh, you pretended you were blowing up a bomb. Now you're arrested. What crime did the kid commit? Seriously, the crime of stupidity. Yes, exactly. Hold on a second, John. I think. Uh, and now, back to real news. I just need a break. I need a break. Because uh, th there is a break. <laughs> this is the funniest thing ever. So uh, we're talking about the Hollywood Whackers. Uh, Ronnie Chasen, who, of course, a PR uh, associate for many, many years in uh, the Hollywoods. Uh, okay, so they, uh, so they find that. So uh, I got I to gotta set this up. So she gets clearly whacked, right? It's an obvious whack job. She's, uh, what was it? Uh, we had a word for it. Not Columbia, but you got uh, whatever. Yeah, it was that thing you had the word. I, I, never I can't remember heard whatever it, yeah. it was. So it was like, you know, two to the chest, two one, the to chest the one to the head. Right. So then uh, a tip comes into America's Most Wanted. Right. And the tip yeah. is, hey, there's this guy running around saying that he whacked uh, Ronnie Chase and he got uh, paid $10,000 for it. So the, and this is just all I don't know. I don't know this for a fact. I'm just reading the reports. I have the press conference here. Oh, cool. Well, then I'll, I'll set it. Do you have it on, on uh, do you have it, a clip? Play oh, Chase and Conference 1 and then Chase and Conference Part 2, and you'll hear the, uh, oh, the press conference with the Beverly Hills Police, which is oh, very perfect. funny. Oh, perfect. Thank America's you. Most Wanted. Do you have the, the bicycle in question in custody? Right. So, <laughs> I gotta, I, can I, do I have to set this up a little more, maybe? 
Uh, no, I, you're going to hear this because there's some stupidities in here that well, are I worth to, this. I, have to, I just have to explain the one thing, then, then we can get into the press conference. So essentially, the guy, the police come in, the guy sh- kills himself immediately. Turns out he killed himself with the very same gun that uh, Ronnie Chasen was killed what with. What a coincidence. Uh, I think not. And coincidence? Then, I think not. But then the, the cops come out and say, well... It was just random act of violence. The guy was riding his yeah, bike. Yeah, it's all said, in this press conference. Okay. <laughs> Hit it. And uh, do you have any tire marks that would match the bicycle around the area where Ronnie Chasen lost her life? Uh, the bicycle in question, uh, we're not sure of. The There was a bicycle that was taken into custody by LAPD at the suicide scene. Down- Let me tell you, anyone riding a bike in Los Angeles is suspect no matter what. This is in Beverly Hills at midnight. <laughs> Riding a bike. Bullcrap. You are suspect. A black gangsta. Uh, they, they pulled you over if you look cross-eyed. If you're not driving a, a car that's older than a certain year, they'll pull you over in Beverly Hills. In Los Angeles, uh, which will be turned over from LAPD to the uh, custody of Beverly Hills. You You can hear the shills in the back. Is that a... Oh, let me read the paper. A robbery gone bad? There's uh, why there's, shil- why there's shills like that. There's the one guy that just keeps pounding him. It's very funny, this press. Uh, the interviews and the information we received, uh, that leads us to believe that he was at a desperate point uh, in his life and was reaching out and doing desperate measures. <laughs> That's kind of like me. <laughs> we got. We're doing very desperate measures. Anything to make a living. Preliminary. Preliminarily, we believe it was a a random act, uh, and we believe Mrs. Chasen was going to be the victim of a robbery. <laughs> how did the call go, John? How How did it go? Hey, um, hey, uh, chief of police. Yeah, it's uh. It's, uh, you know who this is. Uh, dude, uh, I think we got to, like, back the, the F off of this uh, chasing thing. So uh, I'm thinking uh, random act of violence, uh, robbery, uh, desperation, a bicycle. Okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah, cool. All right. Yeah, go ahead and do the press conference. In fact, in the scenario, was it, do you still think the shooting took place at that corner of Sunset and Whittier and that the suspect you're talking about, Mr. Smith, may have been on a bicycle as she's about to make her left turn and opens fire and shoots her? Is that your theory? For the most part, yes. For the most part, yes. So he's just riding his bike at that time of night and she's waiting to make the left turn at the light and he picks her up and shoots her. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's exactly what, what, the, what the guy told me. It's still an ongoing investigation. We we believe that she he was intending to rob her, and that she would have been the victim of a robbery. Is the bicycle on the video that you obtained either from any of the other officers or the one right at eight one eight? Is that the video? We're not going to comment as to the contents of the video at this time. The investigation will continue. Uh, we're probably 60 to 70 percent done. We have additional interviews to do. Uh, still more background. We want to. We want an opportunity to. El- we want to eliminate every possibility that other people were involved. If this is, if this is 60 or 70 percent done, isn't it premature for Beverly Hills Police Department to, to come out and say that we think this is our guy? 60 percent is hardly. Hardly. Well, is there more to come here? Is there anything good? Yeah, this guy hounds him again. This one reporter, I'll just summarize it. The reporter comes back and says, okay, so what you're saying is that this guy came up to rob her, just shot her out of the blue, 
and then she rolled into a tree, and then he took off. So he never robbed her or anything. And <laughs> he, by the way, he forgot to take any money. <laughs> he didn't take any. He didn't take anything. But he so he just came up to her and shot her. <laughs> And that way, she was going to be robbed. This guy keeps pounding him for this. But anyway, you can go on to that. There's a, there's a part two of this you might want to jump to, okay. which kind of adds, adds a couple other little funny dimensions, which is the fact that there were this guy, is a, you look at his picture, he's a gangsta, and he apparently shot him or shot her, uh, you would think, and they said it was a 9mm when it came up, but now they can't find any casings, any shells, which means, as somebody else pointed out in the, another clip called Chase and Blather, which you have to listen to because it's just a bunch of idiots on HLN. Well, and by well, the way, well, when did headline news become, you know, become like MSNBC or I'll Fox? The headline news I always see like the women talking about abducted children. That's all I ever see on HLN. Well, there's this, this is the they had a five a three box and this bull crap. Play the chase chase and blather on uh, HLN. Hold on, you you you're, you're confusing I'm me. Jumping now. around, yeah, you are. You're not following the script. To the movie, they throw it in the circular file and say it's just too unlikely. Uh, I don't so know I what to make of it. But I think there was a lot chain. of skepticism at the news conference. No, so, so you're not. By the way, tell me they had AJ Hammer in one of the boxes. They, I don't know who if, these guys are. They gotta have you gotta have AJ Hammer in one of the boxes. Part. All right, Brooke Anderson, what do you think the reaction will be in Hollywood? Are they gonna believe the Beverly Hills police here? Or are they gonna continue to think that it's something much larger going on here? Well, I actually think it could be a plausible theory because there's a lot of foliage, a lot of greenery in that area um, on Whittier Drive. Um, and he could have been... Yes, because I drive there every day. ...lying in wait. He definitely could have pedaled his bicycle the few miles to that area from Hollywood where he lived um, and just been lying in wait. And then the investigator said that he had reached the point of desperation in his life. He was very desperate. And I immediately thought, Vinny, of that report earlier in the week... Um, where a, a close friend of Chasen's reportedly had told Chasen after she got this brand new black Mercedes, oh, Ronnie, you're going to be a blonde in a new Mercedes. You're going to be a target. Anybody remember that report? And I immediately thought maybe this guy was lying in wait. He was desperate financially. And then he saw this well-coiffed <laughs> woman in this. <laughs> well-queefed, quaff, quaff, quaff. Let's get this straight. Let's get this story straight. First of all. <laughs> the guy is desperate, so he pedals his ass all the way to Beverly Hills instead of just robbing and, somebody and, next door. And, wait, and hides in the phone. And hides in wait. And she, by the way, is a well-coiffed blonde in a new car. And there's none of those in Los Angeles, by the way. I never it's see like any. It's like Mexico City. I don't see it ever. Nowhere. You never see a blonde in a new car in, in Los Angeles or the Hollywood area. Of course not. So she's a target. Give me a break. Uh, uh, I, I do have a wrap-up to this. Can we, just, can we just move past all the audio? Yeah, is go ahead. It? All right. So, first of all, uh, Hollywood is ablaze about this. And I know because I'm in the milieu, as John would say. And everyone has got the message, all right? The message is you can get whacked, and whoever's whacking you gets away with it. Because people are not stupid, all right? They get it. Okay, message is... You don't play along with whatever game you're asked to play along with. You will get killed. So this is a big-ass message, which is now the, 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 the period has been put at the end of the cable by the Beverly Hills police coming out and saying, uh, nothing to see here. Move she along. was going to be robbed. She was going to be robbed. It was just a, a minute, just, just waiting to happen. Now, very interesting. Simultaneously, the New York Magazine, 
and I thank the producer who sent this to me, uh, has a multi-page article written by uh, Benjamin Wallace called Monetizing the Celebrity Meltdown. And you, you really need to read this. It's about Tom Barrick, who was an investor, and he teamed up with Rob Lowe, and they have this company. And what they do is they bail out celebrities in tough times, and they bailed out Michael Jackson. And you know they've got hundreds of celebrities, Annie Leibovitz, all these people coming up to them and saying, and, and it's a hedge fund, right? So people invest in this guy's investment vehicle. And, uh, and so this is why I think that it's very, very dangerous. So, you know, you, you, you're, you, got, you bought a whole bunch of cars, you got houses, whatever you did, you screwed it up. Oh, crap, what am I going to do? You go to these guys, to Barrick and, and Lowe, and there's a great, great, great article, very well, very well written. You go to them, they'll say, all right, we're going to bail you out. We're going to give you, like, you know, here's $10 million, whatever you need. And, of course, we're going to have uh, your future earnings of, you know, what your, your art, your photo- photography, your movies, whatever it is, Right. And they say business has never been so good, which totally makes sense. Here's the problem. <clears throat> when you have uh, uh, an investment vehicle like that, you have investors who are looking at this and going, hmm, okay, so I've invested in this fund. Um, I wonder, how could I uh, up the ante a little bit? And of course, you know, if you're a smart investor, you know, oh, these guys have invested in uh, Annie Leibovitz and Michael Jackson. Hey, you know what? I think uh, that celebrity may be worth more if we just fucking kill him. Well, it's and essentially that, the you, can it. you can take insurance out on on things, on investments, which is called a credit default swap. Yes, thank you. Uh, you can't do it on peopleness. I can't like take out an insurance policy on you necessarily I, I, that I know of, and then you know sign over a million dollars to myself if something happens to you. But you, but as an investment, there's always the possibility. I suppose uh, yeah, there's an element there that it was, it's one of these things that's tricky. Yeah, tricky, but I, but if I were an investor and you're an astute investor and you're looking at stuff, uh, did the we court in it? Yeah. Coincidentally, in the same week, uh, the uh, Vanity Fair came out with a uh, profile of Randy Quaid and his wife uh-huh. and to make them look like complete maniacs. Mm-hmm. And uh, very well done, by the way, and, and interesting <laughs> and entertaining. Well done. <laughs> It's well done. The yeah, hit piece. Well done. And it was done because it was soft. It was a soft hit piece, and those things are really difficult to pull off. You have to be good. And um, there's some information in there that I'm looking at going, has this been verified? And I'm actually going to check a few sources myself. Like what? Well, I'm not going to say because I, I don't want to give it away, but I'll, it'll be in the next few shows. I'm just going to call some of these sources that are in there. You can read the article. You can see the ones that stand out like a sore thumb mm-hmm. and say, is this true? Because I don't know if the reporter did that. Because a lot of times you get fed stuff, and you know you get you find a good source. They tell you this, they tell you that, they tell you this, and they slip a, a, a turkey in there, mm-hmm. and you just it goes in the list. The next thing you know, you're not doing fact checking. By the way, and I don't know if Vanity Fair does fact checking anymore, uh, and there's too many facts to Definitely. check in this article. Yeah, uh, it just seems to me I'd like to find out if all those facts are true. I'm not not convinced of it. Anyway, I will say that <clears throat> I, I still don't think he's nuts. You, please, you do some checking on that. Uh, I think it's I think it's very very dangerous what has happened now, and these and celebrities uh, are definitely under the gun, and, and I think that they are a lot of them are being controlled. Uh, well, you know, and being controlled to propagate much, messages. You, let's let's just look at this logically. People who are loaded, yeah, 
they are always uh, seen as potential targets for the mob, as uh, for extortion. Right. I mean, if you have a little business in a little neighborhood, and you're, you know, you 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 can have somebody come by and say, you know, you, you want to brick through the window, or do you want to give us, you know, some money? And they come by and they collect money for the rest of the term of the business, or you can close if you don't like it. But these, we're not talking about people that are, are well off or well to do. We're talking about people that are loaded. They have million. They make millions and millions and millions of dollars doing movies and other things. Well, but but but, but more importantly, they have uh, not ju- uh, according to the reports that are out now, not just uh, the ear of the uh, of the American public, but uh, actually they're very influential amongst uh, foreign nations. This is uh, this is now a, a fact of record, and uh, and I think the 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 WikiLeaks cables are now showing this. Are they not? That uh, that are American, like a desperate housewives and George Clooney, are very influential in Arabic states. Yeah, apparently Letterman and Desperate Letterman, Housewives right, are the right. top draws so, for yeah. Arabs. And Lindsay Lohan, right? Who's a target? Yeah. So there's extortion. Every it's it just makes a lot of sense. But it's popping up a little bit now. And the minute you get this, and we just got to get off this topic. But the minute you get this. Ronnie Chasen hit. It's like, by the way, which deals with PR, which is how news works. <clears throat> I feel bad, you know, that we talk about her like she's a slab of meat because it was a person who got killed here. Uh, but there's a lot more going on, and I think it it is all about messaging and PR and money, not just about some stuff that goes on in Hollywood. I think there's a lot of important stuff here. Well. Yeah, we'll we'll be discussing it as time goes by. I think we should take our little. Uh, we don't have a lot of people to thank this well, week. Let me do the jingle then. I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh yeah, that'd be fab. Yeah, on No Agenda in the morning. This is great. So thanks to. Uh, uh, the script kiddies, what I'll call them, because I, I don't think any serious sysadmin would actually participate in this kind of behavior. Um, it seems well, like we, we got severely yeah. hurt. Uh, you know, they did what they did. It's beside the point. The uh, I want to uh, discover some new memes. The PBS folks this week, there's a couple of interesting things that happened I want to discuss. I want to bring this in before we thank our, uh, our supporters. Uh, PBS had some pros come on. Uh, the local station, which is always uh, call the number below. You know, it's like it's not any local person. This is like the whole national. Just was right. a national pitch, and it was fascinating to me because, and I haven't done the research yet, but I'm going to do it. Does Apple support PBS? Uh, does that is Apple a big supporter of NPR? Or any of these things? Because I don't know. They had this huge special, which is a fundraiser that showed the Beatles' uh, Cirque du Soleil show. And as soon as I saw it, I said, wow, the Beatles are sure getting a lot of publicity if you haven't noticed on your local news. And coincident with the iPod uh, release of the Beatles stuff. Well, no, no, the the Cirque du Soleil show actually happened. That was the first thing that happened after after Michael Jackson was killed, murdered. Uh, So what we've had now is we have, so we had the Cirque du Soleil In My Life come out, we have the new Michael Jackson album, we have the Beatles on iTunes, and we have the new Michael Jackson video game, which sucks balls. It's horrible. So well, they're just the raping du- this guy after his death. Raping. Yeah, the Cirque du Soleil show uh, came out, but it was never broadcast. No, and no, no, this is new. This is new. It was, they it- broadcast <laughs> the show. Wow. 
Well, they never and, could because uh, those are exactly the rights that Michael well, Jackson held. Go, but let's listen to. But in mm. the pitch, there's two or three new memes I've never heard before, where they're trying to sell the the public. You know, the, don't forget this is a commercial entity trying to sell you. It's like give. It's like sending David Letterman, who makes fifteen million dollars a year plus, directly with a check from CBS. It's like him asking you to send him money. It's ridiculous. But let's listen to the PBS pitch. Yeah. Scenes here at Cirque du Soleil, Beatles Love. It's an incredible production taking place at the Mirage in Las Vegas. We're walking through the costume area as we speak. We've just left the wigs and we're headed towards makeup. It's amazing how many people it takes to bring this production to life. But it's a collaborative effort, a team of experts and of artists that have collaborated to bring a vision, a new vision to the Beatles' legacy of music. And it introduces it to a whole new generation. And how is it made possible? Because you're a part of that team. You're one of our collaborators. You're right along with us. When you call the number on your screen and you pledge to a level that is comfortable, you make all of this magic possible. You help us to bring you this quintessential experience at PBS. You are the public in public television. I hope you'll call now and consider pledging at the $90 level, where we can thank you with a copy of the companion DVD. It has... All right. <clears throat> so uh, let me call the first one. <clears throat> Collaborator. That, that would be the first, uh, uh, I think... Uh, hold on. You there? Yeah, you dropped out for a second. So the first, okay. the, fir- the first meme is collaborator. Yeah, yeah, you, I like you, that. You know one. what they used to do to collaborators in World War II? They take <laughs> them out in the streets, shave their heads, and shame them. They'd shame them, collaborators. Seriously, a collaborator was someone who collaborated with the Nazis. So, yeah. so you go be a collaborator with. So PBS. it's a bad, it's a bad one. But you know, they, <laughs> you know, they maybe associative for some people. You're the public in public broadcasting. Yeah, I love that one. Yeah, but that's the, a good one. The, the pitch that got me the most is the one which we should probably employ, which is donate to, at a level at which you're comfortable. Right. It's like it, whatever you're comfortable with, <laughs> whatever you're give comfortable, that to us. Yes, whatever you're comfortable with, give that to us. Okay. Level well, so, that is so the bottom line is this is disgusting to me. We've got the people making money off of dead Michael Jackson who owned the rights to exactly this, the broadcast rights. He had those rights. This whole Cirque du Soleil thing happened the minute he was dead. They couldn't wait to, to jack it all up. And then they got the mirage in there. And they're, oh, my, it's disgusting. It's disgusting how this passes for a public benefit. Yeah, really. So if you're if you're un, if you're uncomfortable with that, with being a collaborator, a collaborateur, it's it's unbelievable. I think perfect. We got to say it over and over again. If you donate to PBS, you're a collaborator. This is please look, do a wiki search a on collaborator. One, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna use this. So let's thank the few people that actually got through to us this week. And by the way, we do have a, a post office box number that's on the dvorak.org/na site that you can um, send directly to us uh, to bypass this, these systems. So we got to, from W Work, uh, Norwell, Massachusetts, one hundred twenty nine dollars and fifty cents. Please use the name W Work rather than my name. One hundred twenty nine fifty is one half of episode two fifty nine. Couldn't swing the whole episode. And, Number, sorry, I'm late this year, and I would appreciate a dedouching. Oh yeah, we do appreciate uh, giving at uh, the level you've been comfortable at. <laughs> you've been dedouched. His comfort level was uh, at half of the episode number. <laughs> at half of the episode number. By the way, the episodes go up in value. Yes, they do. Uh, 
Robert Hagedis, uh, Houston, Texas, one twenty nine ten. A donation of one of twelve nine ten to celebrate the birth of my daughter, Olivia Hagedis, this Thursday. Please give her a de douching so she starts <laughs> off life on the right foot. Here's a pre de douching, I guess. <laughs> You've been de douched. So I guess there's a planned pregnancy. That's pretty cool. He says the. Uh, well, isn't today? Well, yeah, it's yeah. pretty odd. You know, today's what the ninth. Today's yeah, today, born today, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he says he'll be donating another shout out if she comes out with a penis. <laughs> well, let's give you some karma. Oh, oops, sorry, I didn't mean to hit that. <laughs> a little karma You've for got you. Karma. <laughs> uh, by the way, I, uh, I forgot to mention. I think uh, the guy who made a lot of those jingles is selling them and will give us part of the money. Uh, I think he's selling them for like a dollar a pop. For the phone, for your... Uh, yeah, you can use them for whatever. You can, I think they'd be great uh, ringtones. Yeah, um, I'll put it in the show notes. I forget the... Uh, for, it's like some weird... It wasn't like a no agenda name, which is why I'm, I'm blanking on it. But anyway. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, uh, we're happy that... Uh, um, we, we have, have a, a, a new human resource coming into the uh, world. <laughs> Yeah. And by the way, I love it if she comes out with a penis. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, well, you never know. <laughs> uh, Mark Krujif, which you might be able to pronounce better, from Antwerp. Uh, uh, six, Kruif. 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 He's, donated, he's donated before, I think. Kruif is a famous name. Uh, Johan Kruif, famous uh, soccer player. 69 bucks from him. Roland Boulder. Den Bosch, Builder. Netherlands. Builder. 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 Uh, $69, coincidentally. Uh, Daniel uh, Rondi. Uh, Ronde. Runda. Runda. And also uh, from Holland, uh, 6666. And he says he'll stop being a douchebag. Uh, 60 bucks from Michael Bellina from Tinton Falls, New Jersey. Greg Morrow, uh, Mount Pleasant, uh, South Carolina. And then we have uh, David Middlebrook, uh, Gardens uh, Town, Aberdeenshire. UK, and, and then we have our knighthood layaways, uh, Tristan Lennon and Mike Westerfield coming in. And by the way, uh, Bellina says that the, the 60 bucks is his $5 per month subscription in one lump sum. Maybe I can uh, put that on as a option because I'm going to pull the $99.99 thing. It's just it's not going anywhere. It's wasting space. The nine or nine or nine or nine? Yeah, it's huh. just doesn't, it's not happening. So it, all right. So, uh, the, so, of course, uh, we don't know if Olivia was actually born Olivia today, so I'm not going to do the birthday shout-out. Uh, Robert Hegedus will have to get back to us and let, her know, let us know if it was, uh, if it was Olivia or, or Chuck. Well, you know... Come on. No, wait, he says, no, wait, the donation 12 9 is the, the birthday of his daughter Olivia Hegedus this Thursday. Right. But, but he says, if, but he doesn't know... Well, uh, whatever, here we go. human resource we welcome you to these gitmo nation states and uh, that is on behalf of your dad robert hegedus who thinks you are olivia and we of course congratulate you on your human resourcefulness yeah it doesn't i don't get it either but whatever we got it's out of the way done so um somebody wants to send 129 dollars and 10 cents as a prognostication of birth that's fine okay i gotta at least he got through yeah, that's true. Uh, by the way, anyone who can try it again, divorce.org yeah, slash it. NA. Yeah, this, uh, 
Dvorak.org slash NA, channeldvorak.com slash NA. You know, we're, we came up short after a whole week because of the... Uh, uh, because most people actually start to uh, give at levels they're comfortable with around the time of the show, like a day before the show, right? Yeah, so, right. Because they want to be on top of the list, whatever it is, but that's when it really starts to happen. And, of course, uh, the whole site was slow, and it really did hurt. Yeah, I'm sure it did. Actually, I looked at the, the database. When, we, when you download the uh, files from PayPal, the sizes of the file are always, like, growing a little bit. They were half. Half. No, it's literally files. half. Literally and, half. You know, and I know this from um, from doing web server stuff for a long, long time. When you... Up the speed of your uh, your servers, or you know, and it, back in the day, it was you, more bandwidth. Believe me, back in the day, oh, we got a T one. Wow, you got a T one. Wow, that's cool, man. Uh, but when you when you increase capacity, guess what? You just got more traffic. It it it, it literally is one for one. So if you yeah. decrease, it, you know, people say, oh, well, you know, they just keep trying. No, it it actually hurts. It's one for one. I've seen this happen a million times. So you get a site like PayPal slowing down, then it hurts us directly. But it's okay. Yeah, it's all well, right. Well, actually, you know, get your weapons. Does, Go show. Yeah, we're so cool. We're we're all for WikiLeaks. It reminds me that uh, we should have a Google backup uh, as one of the donating donating uh, uh, holes. It, John, it doesn't matter because. I can tell you right now, at the end of the day, our show is doomed. We're doomed. The show is doomed. We're just sitting. We're just waiting it out. Well, there is that element, but yeah. I think we got a couple of years to go before they kill the internet and kill the show. Or, well, or kill me. <laughs> well, you're right there in the Star Whacker territory, so it could yeah. happen. Yeah, well, guess what? I may be blonde, but I don't have a new Mercedes Benz. <laughs> and I don't live in Beverly Hills. All right, so uh, while all of the incredibly important WikiLeaks uh, stuff has been going on, that seems to be the only thing that's uh, covered in the news uh, media. Of course, we have COP16 taking place right now, which is the um, very important climate talks in uh, Cancun. And um, well, there's no chance of snow. It's very funny because I have a clip, uh, two clips actually, of uh, this woman, uh, Hedegaard. Who uh, I think she is from uh, Norway, and she remember she was announced as the new uh, EU climate commissioner in Copenhagen, and she took her big applause on. You may not remember that, but uh, it did happen. She took her big applause on stage and like, oh, it's great. And so they, you know, the way it works is very. It's almost like C-SPAN when you look at a lot of this stuff, and you literally see her pontificating on stage, but there's no one in the audience except a couple of journalists. And I swear to God, on one of these videos, there's a guy sitting there with a winter coat and earmuffs and a scarf listening what? to her talk. Yeah, <laughs> listening to well, her they talk. They just basically took some B-roll <laughs> from the other conference. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, it, it, was, it, was actually, uh, it was actually Cancun. <laughs> maybe, really? it the, maybe the air conditioner was turned up high or something. Oh, I, I don't know. So there's a couple of clips I want to play. Just so you understand what is happening, because this is about money and big business. And I want the people in the United States of Europe to pay particular close attention. It's also about one other thing, uh, but uh, pay particular uh, close attention to what is actually happening and what you, yes, you, European taxpayer, are paying for. This is uh, Biodiversité straight from uh, Cancun. From a European perspective, it's very, very important to acknowledge. This is Hedegaard. So she's uh, she's talking about how important it is. All this biodiversity. 
that yes, negotiators are very important in this process, the experts, the technicians who really know everything. But in uh, the okay, end, so she's saying the experts know everything, the science is in, but, 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 this is what here we are. We're for, for the politics the political side. It's also about the political will to make the compromises. So that is why it's very important to take care that now we have some very clear text with clear political choices. When you put up targets, long-term targets. Long-term targets. Targets, targets. Listen very closely what she's about to say. And you also send a very strong signals to investors. Okay, investors. What kind of investors? I heard this clip. You heard this clip? Yeah, yeah, it's 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 interesting. Okay, so she's saying we want to send a, a. She's saying we want to send a signal to investors. What kind of investors? Investors in biodiversity, of course. Investors in carbon credits. All this other stuff. And you give them one of the things that they ask for the most: predictability. Yes, because of course climate is so predictable. We have the science in. And that is why we not only have set up targets for 2020 in Europe. Uh, we are actually now in the Commission also preparing what we call a low-carbon strategy for 2050. Ah, yes, low-carbon strategy for 2050. John, are you on board? Are you on board, John? Carbon roadmap for 2050 that will be presented in the spring together with an energy roadmap for 2050 and a white paper on transport, just to say that sort of three major... (laughs) Which I'm sure will include some uh, trains, more trains issues uh, will sort of be presented very much in parallel and I think it would be very worthwhile to try to consider can we a bit faster apply standards globally instead of each region making their own standards uh, that I think seen from a business perspective that would definitely also make sense I okay guess. so it's all about business and she of course is all about business now what exactly does this mean it means we're going to take billions of euros of your euros hello Hello, people of United States of Europe, your money, and they're going to give it to scientists and investors, and they're going to give it away. Give it away. What we would very much like to see is a balanced package coming out of Cancun. And what I have a balanced package here for you. does that mean? Well, balanced means that there is something in it for developing countries as well as for developed countries, for Kyoto parties as well as for, uh, in the convention track, and that also the different elements... Uh, will be balanced and that we will have not only sort of the adaptation part, the technology part, the forestry part done. Shoot this woman. (laughs) I'm going to. I'm about to. So some of the more tricky, difficult issues. I want you to hear the numbers. Just like, for instance, uh, the future of carbon markets. Carbon markets. Oh, carbon markets. Carbon markets. What does that mean, John? Carbon markets. Carbon markets. In other words, that scam, that cap-and-trade scam. Yeah. It's like trading stuff around, derivatives. By the way, there's a next talk, one of our next talking points memos, and there's one that came out that you should have opened if you if you subscribe to our, any of our stuff. Well, only half the people open their email. Oh, really? So that's classic. But anyway... Yeah. Well, let me let me finish this up. Well, we'll let talk. me just say something first, which is that if you're serious about lowering the carbon emissions, why don't you just cap them? Why do you trade them? Because invest- investors need long-term stability. Investors, a 50% 2050 balance package. 
Reformed CDM, uh, how to measure, report, and verify. We know that it sounds very technical. Yes, it sounds very technical. So help me understand. But it is very, very crucial because that is where the transparency lies. <laughs> what? The targets is not going to be... Talking in riddles. This is what's so great. Now let's get to the money. The big issue, and you all know the reasons why. It's not because of the European Union. We are ready as we were last year in Copenhagen, not only unilaterally to reduce by 20%, but also to deliver 30%. 30%! 30%! We're going to deliver 30% carbon reduction. 30%! You must stop breathing so we can achieve 30%. Others will also deliver. Uh, but we know that no new legislation, unfortunately, came out of the American Senate. We know that not a lot of new things came out of other capitals, and that is why I think that Cancun will have to address on the elements that I mentioned and, and some more that we could come back to. Okay, so let me just tell you what came out of Cancun. Because it came out... Are you with me, John? Yeah, barely. Uh, don't be like that. Don't be this like woman that. is. She doesn't say anything. She's hard to understand. She's an idiot. That's the whole point. And AP r- reported from Cancun, Mexico, the following. And this is where this is all going. The whole point is it's it's a quagmire. They don't know what to do with it. Uh, they've got seven billion euros. Seven billion euros that they're investing in whatever this biodiversity crap is. But now the AP reports. Um, that the taboo has been broken in Cancun, Mexico. Uh, Paul Crutzen, Nobel Prize winning atmospheric scientist, told the Associated Press that uh, it looks just like since we can't put... And remember what we read in the, in the WikiLeaks cable. Since we can't get anything together, since Europe can't get anything together, since America can't do anything in the Senate, we have to move to Plan B. What do you think Plan B is, John? I don't know. Somehow it's going to screw us. I know that. Geoengineering. Oh. <laughs> right here. And it's so you, this is telling us a shaggy dog story here. It's you ge- led into this, bio, into this geoengineering thing, which is a callback to the last show. But uh-huh. go ahead. Yeah. That's exactly what I did. Because Very it, funny. Because it came out this week. Right here. The, the whole article, and you can read it for yourself, is like, well, uh, you know, we have to step up our uh, investment in research in uh, spraying things in the atmosphere, sky, sea, land. The ideas vary from spraying ocean clouds with sea salt to make them brighter and more reflective to planting vast arid lands with agave, the tequila plant, which is, I think is a good... good uh, <laughs> yeah, well, at least that's good. one good thing coming out which of this. Which stores carbon <laughs> for years and grows where climate-friendly forests can't. Um, so they're upping all the, all the money is going now, exactly as we talked about on the last show is going into research here the Colorado Center uh, is researching the brightening of maritime stratocumulus clouds with seawater droplets uh, funding is not far off i mean the it's like it, it, here here it is the british report from the british house of commons committee we need geoengineering as plan b if nations fail to forge agreement on a binding treaty to rein in greenhouse gases why don't you just you drop go. a few nukes That's that's plan B. Well, interesting you bring that up. So here's an NOAA scientist in Cancun, National Ocean... Ocean, uh, 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 Help me. National Oceanographic. 
AA. What's the AA part? At, an atmospheric uh, something. Well, he has the true solution. I would be remiss as a scientist who studied this if I didn't mention the following two things. The first is that, most importantly, we need to do, as a society in this country and globally, whatever we can to reduce population. Yeah, yeah, let's reduce the population. <laughs> this is what these guys are always about. Now listen to the crowd at the end of this clip, though. <laughs> the crowd goes wild. We need to get rid of population. Kill people, yay. control everything. is not just in the developing world where it's a known fact that empowering women has been a proven strategy to make healthier, wealthier, and smaller families. Abortion, abortion, But additionally, and especially in our country and other developed countries, we have a population problem because our per capita emissions are higher than anybody. Yet, we continue to have, and this is true in every industrialized country, a lot of tax benefits, encouragements to have more and more. Our whole economic philosophy is based on growth and growth of our population. And this madness has to end. It has to stop. We need to kill some people. The madness has the to madness. end. The madness. Stop the madness. Oh, so stop uh, the insanity. But, but yeah, but this is this is all. It's all going to happen. We're going to have the. You can't have brothers and sisters. That's what's going to happen. The, yeah, well, China's been playing with it. They wouldn't be playing with it. It's it's law over there, isn't it? Yeah, well, you can get around it. You can you can actually pay a fee and you can have a second kid. <laughs> you can. Oh, really? Well, yeah, yeah you got to pay a, a biodiversity fee. Anyway, let's uh, let's just close out the. Uh... Hey, curiously absent from anything this week in biodiversity, Harrison Ford. Well, before you go to that, because I want to lead into Harrison Ford, all this stuff, because you're going to go right to Haiti's riots, I hope. <laughs> it's on the list, yes. <laughs> uh, hey, guys, this comes from one of our producers, Matt Lacey, who came out from Australia. He's in the Bay Area right now. He was at the Salesforce conference, uh, Dreamforce, at, <laughs> last night. And the keynote speech from Bill Clinton, interestingly, his flight was late. By the way, is he flying commercial? Uh, <laughs> interestingly, his flight was late. Did he get patted down? By the way, did you know that the Indian ambassador got yeah, patted, he got patted down? down? Yeah, it's and a then huge Hillary fracas. Clinton apologizes for the Indian. Oh, I'm so sorry this happened. She was Apparently, the ambassador was pissed. Yeah, well, I don't use yeah, the word lightly. Because, meanwhile, yeah. <laughs> what about apologizing to the American public? <laughs> huh? No, no, we apologize to foreign dignitaries, but we don't apologize to the American public for the same indignity. Wait, listen, anyway. John. Back off, man. I'm a scientist. Okay, back off. I'm Interestingly, his flight was late, and he started off by saying how it was the worst flight of his life. During There's, the speech. They don't mic Gulf Streams the way they used to, I tell you. During this, yeah, really, <laughs> give me a break. Please. During this speech, he then managed to drop in high-speed rail twice, Woo! saying how it would fix up the country. Yeah, baby. He also included global warming, <laughs> saying he found it unbelievable that politicians who didn't believe in it get elected. It's unbelievable. It's um, it, I, I can't, what is going on? Last but not least, he talked about his fund and Haiti, uh -huh. saying how they've taken in loads of money, but mentioned <laughs> that they've involved in redevelopment. Uh, right. Good one. You'll see me find a video. So they, Thanks, uh, Matt. So, yeah, so... I will follow on that. The Clinton-Bush-Haiti Fund has given a whopping $800,000 to Architecture for Humanity, 
which apparently is opening an office in Haiti. $800,000, amazing amount of money, considering the billions that uh, were promised and has been taken in. And it's, of course, not, it's not even going to the Haitians. It's going no, to opening it's, an office. It's going to another NGO. Yeah. And uh, yes, uh, Haiti, of course, uh, uh, people are uh, rioting. There's, uh, and the, the peacekeepers are uh, doing their best to keep the peace by, uh, what are they doing? Oh, yeah, shooting Shooting people, them. By shooting them. Uh, so I could uh, I could do uh, lots of stories about that, but I thought a little funnier would be uh, this article here uh, that I'm bringing up from uh, dailyfinance.com. Uh, Haiti's best hotels thrive amid disaster of earthquakes aftermath. Mm. <laughs> it's such a beautiful story. The vista from the private terrace of the John Barrymore suite at the Hotel Olofsson in Port-au-Prince is a vision of... Verdant hills and a brilliant blue bay, a dramatic postcard that reveals not a hint of the mountains of rubble and trash left over from Haiti's catastrophic January 12th earthquake, nor the escalating cholera epidemic, nor the slums just beyond the hotel's gate. <laughs> it is unbelievable. Please read Where was this. this. Where did this piece run? This ran in Daily Finance. Hmm. Um, so uh, despite the... Uh, the advisory, which of course is, uh, you know, it's like, oh, you uh, should not uh, stay there in Haiti. Uh, this historic hotel, which began its life as a private home served later as a U.S. Marine hospital during the American occupation, has been fully booked since January 12th. <laughs> they got deals, by the way. Yeah, they got some great deals. Uh, yeah, no, it's been fully booked. Um, and of course, uh, uh, you know, we have uh, 1.3 million Haitians living uh, under uh, blankets. And uh, which you weren't allowed to send, by the way. You weren't allowed to send any blankets. They don't just send. Well, really, who said that? I think it was. uh, Well, let's see who was. Now, right now, all we need from people, if you can't be part of a medical team or a search and rescue team, we just need cash. I know a lot of people want to send blankets or water. Just send your cash. 30 minutes in a world away, the Hotel Carib, with its soaring brick and marble lobby, intricate iron inlays, and swanky bar, is widely considered Port-au-Prince's most upscale hotel. This is a different hotel, John. Uh, it reopened its doors in October, and uh, on a recent weekend, foreign workers sunbathed around the swimming pool shaded by eucalyptus trees. Uh, it's luxurious by international standards, not just by Haitian standards, says a U.S. embassy employee lounging poolside with his girlfriend. A World, <laughs> Bank, a World Bank staffer visiting from Washington, D.C. That's his girlfriend. See, the U.S. embassy employee with his girlfriend from the World Bank. People. Nice. Get a clue what's going on here. Yeah, people, get a clue. <laughs> this is, Hello. Uh, by the way, uh, after the earth- earthquake, uh, $1.3 million was spent uh, for a firm to draw plans to retrofit the hotel to California building codes. <laughs> so you should, these, So that's really, and by the way, when Anderson Vanderbilt Cooper, if he ever gets back down there again, where do you think he'll be staying? Oh, he'll be staying there probably with the, with with- the guy. Yeah, not with that. No. <laughs> right, point point made. Good point. Um, since you also brought it up, um, I'm losing it now. Yeah, that's a, that's what you brought up, and I, and I'm <laughs> here. We go here. It All is. aboard! Trains good, planes bad. Woo-hoo! I only got one story. Uh, but blew me away. Now remember, uh, it is Hill and Knowlton, huge PR firm who is uh really working for the high-speed rail we've got everybody on board everybody agrees the science is in but we need to actually 
We need to get the, the, the young people more on board, John. How can we do that? Let me think. Who do we have? Uh, not Clooney. No, he's in Darfur. Uh, Miley Cyrus? No, no, work? no, no. Give me another guy. Who's uh, who, another who, guy? who really talks Justin to the Justin Bieber. No, no, he's too young. You know, We need someone with credibility. Someone who like you know, for, who'll get to the vodka drinking people. Um, Ob- Obama. No, let's get to Diddy. There oh, you go, Diddy. Diddy. Yeah, Diddy. John, please go to DiddyDirtMoney.com. Uh... P. Diddy, Puff Daddy, who, by the way, I think his vodka uh, ads are hilarious. It's DiddyDirtMoney.com. Are you going? I'm trying. Okay, DiddyDirtMoney.com. He has a new album out, promoted, which drops. It drops this weekend. Yo, it How drops. do you spell it? Is Diddy, D-I-D-D-Y? Yes, Diddy Dirty. Oh, I'm sorry. DiddyDirtyMoney.com. Ah. Ah, my mistake. DiddyDirtyMoney.com. So it's like, yo, man. It's like, whoa, how we get, well, yo, brother, it drops. It now look at what, what splashes up. What happens? They have forced P. Diddy as a part of their MK Ultra program. DiddyDirtyMoney.com. I got nothing here. DiddyDirtyMoney.com. What are you oh, talking about? I got about? It with a T this time. There you go. DiddyDirtyMoney.com. Jeez. They got him to Send do... links next time. The... <laughs> the uh, not only... Is the is the is the is the is the the first single that drops yo called Last Train to Paris, but uh, up pops right there uh, a train ticket on the homepage of DiddyDirtyMoney.com, and you actually are are requested to enter your information on the ticket, and the ticket is in French, and it's from London to Paris. It's the high speed rail. <laughs> And they've, they've, I mean, of all the things, Diddy, you know, he can talk about, you know, I, he'd be crystal and jets and everything, but no, Diddy's talking about trains. Now tell me that isn't a part of the entire program. Oh, the guy's, the guy's a moneymaker. He's getting paid for this, of course. Totally. Time. And look at first class, by the way. First class. Do you see the ticket? No, I can't find the ticket. You're horrible. <laughs> All right. I go ahead, hit the home page. I got a picture of Diddy, Dirty, Dirty, Dirty Money. It says, last train to Paris. And you didn't get a, a, a whole, d- the Diddy, Dirty Money mailing list thing pop up with the ticket? Uh, no, actually, that was blocked. Oh, okay. Well, that's... Something did cry. Here it comes. I, I've unblocked it. I'm looking at it. Oh, yeah. Billet, <laughs> Reservation. <laughs> en France, en Composé, train. Right. One adult. So, un adult. Un adult. So anyway, so Diddy totally on board the program. Very proud of him. Uh, good job there, uh, Diddy. I, I I so much like his uh, vodka commercials. This one is just uh, irking me a little bit. All aboard. Trains good. Planes bad. Woo-hoo. So I've got a couple of clips that uh, one of them is a little long, but it's so good. Is this the end of show thing, or is that something No, else? no, the end of show is an end of show thing. You can play it or not. It's, the it's end, a, of, the the end show. of show thing is a uh, Judge Napolitano who apparently feels that his show is not going to be on long enough, so he has actually three rants <laughs> as editorials okay. put together as one. <laughs> but anyway, the one I'm thinking By of By the way, is, the length of the end of show clip, three minutes and 33 seconds. Now we have to play it. It's a sign from woo! God. Yeah, it's a sign from God. Nailed it. Yeah, totally. Uh, this is called Bill Riley at his best. 
Mm-hmm. And this is a classic example of him trying to bully someone out of their job. This a, a woman who is an assistant professor at the University of Washington made a comment that the military uses the same techniques, predatory sales techniques, as predators do. And when she says predator, she means people like uh, real estate sale or real estate people, uh, insurance salesmen, probably uh, pedophiles. The whole thing, she just generalizes that the military uses these hard-selling techniques to groom kids into buying into one thing or another. Right. So O'Reilly finds this incredibly offensive because, you know, the military is so great, even though I don't see him over there fighting, but it's another point. Then he bullies, you know, he's got Geraldo on who's trying to do, and Geraldo starts to, this is why the clip is so good. It's a little long. I'm trying to set it up so you can put up with it. Geraldo starts to wax and wane over the military, and it's almost laughable. And then at the very end, there's the punchline, which makes your jaw hit the floor. Is what, O'Reilly kidding? He doesn't even know a basic fact about joining the military. The behaviors of grooming children to agree to enter the military are the same behaviors that other predatory groomers engage in. Now we call Miss uh, Hagopian, Hagopian, and uh, she hung up on us. So we turned to our pal Geraldo, and here he is. So she's a loon, right? Not he hung up, she probably cursed, cursed you. Uh, I think that what she says is dishonorable. I think it's disgusting. I think it's demonstrably false. I think it is, as the, uh, the military says, outrageous and offensive. More interesting, though, Bill, is how the University of Washington says. They, the spokesman for the University of Washington, where uh, Professor Hagopian is employed, called it extreme and absurd, her analogy. And it is to compare the behavior of military recruiters many of whom save children stuck in the ghetto and give them a way of life, you know, as the... <laughs> Here it goes. Hey, you know, you're stuck in the in the ghetto. That's right, we're going to get you out of the ghetto, son, and get your shit blown off. This is just becomes, you can't not laugh at that listening to this guy go on. It's just hilarious. Here we go. Uh, senior military correspondent, war correspondent here for the last decade or so. It has been my honor to see thousands of youngsters, hundreds of whom come from the hard life in the urban areas. Oh, hold on. It, this has got to be leading into the Dream Act or something. This has got to be part no, of that No, it doesn't. Propaganda. That's the joke of it. Who get it's recruited just, into just, the military and their lives are transformed. It's a wonderful, honorable profession. They get a, a decent paycheck. They get a pension. They get a future. Their families uh, get taken care of to, to suggest that what the military recruiter is doing is luring young children, teenagers, high school students into a, a life where they're going to be committing suicide, where they're going to be uh, committing crime, where their life is going to go off. Is really... No, where you're, you're using depleted uranium so you'll get some kind of cancer and they're taking away your health care. And they kick you out and they, and they don't take care of you yeah. and they screw you <laughs> oh and they make God. you go to back over and over and over again. And over and, and, and over and over things. again. Hey, and I know plenty of guys that joined up because they were literally talked into it by these guys. They're great sales guys. Yeah. And, and why deny it? That's just the way it is. Something what is this denial? Let's, let's listen to some more of this crap. Beyond exaggeration. So so what? Are, what? Says beyond exaggeration. Yeah. The area of really, really. Anti- what is the university going to do about it? She's not a tenured professor. Well, I don't think they can do anything. She has the right to say, or uh, you know. Uh, okay. To, well, that's interesting. Really, you don't take a position where you don't. She wants to. You don't think they can? She can. The I university don't. can do anything. She's an assistant what? professor. Not okay, a professor. But what about, fire her. 
standards of academic behavior. If you have somebody that misguided, who is absolutely not telling the truth, because as you pointed out, this is an opportunity, and nobody forces anybody to stay in the military. You don't like it, you can leave. They're not forcing you to stay in there. Okay? <laughs> so, is there... What? <laughs> if you don't like it, you could... It's called AWOL. <laughs> what? If you don't he, like he, it... Play that can... last clip again. It's unbelievable. Uh, wait a minute. Did he actually say, if you don't like it, you can leave? Yes. Okay. It's an opportunity, and nobody forces anybody to stay in the military. You don't like it, you can leave. They're not forced. <laughs> Who is this guy kidding? <laughs> it's funny, actually, because there was another little thing in there that I picked up on, because he was saying, well, you know, you can't say this crap at a university, right? Because you're you're crazy, and if you're accredited, then you, you know, she should be fired, right? Is that basically what? Yeah, he was basically. Saying? So this is a throwback to a CSI New York, which uh, it says exactly this same thing. Here's the Ministry of Truth about uh, crazy crazy professors at uh, at university. Hey. I may know a little something about your poison victim. And I'm here to prove a man innocent. I got a little intel on Professor Scott. He has a history of espousing various conspiracy theories. Sharing them with his students got him into a little trouble. Every university has at least one unconventional professor. Oh, come on, Peyton. This guy's ideas here totally anti-American. Look at this. Water fluoridation, tsunami bombs, chemtrails. What are chemtrails? Now, some people believe that vapor exhaust from aircraft are actually dangerous biochemicals dispersed into the air. Which any <laughs> Anyway, it's un-American. It's un-American. It's un-American to un say anything about <laughs> fluoridation or bio or about chemtrails or anything. It's un-American. Un -American. And by the way, some people believe that uh, water vapor, <laughs> the way she said, water vapor from airplanes are actually chemicals. No, it's called geoengineering. It, and it's plan and B. Nobody forces anybody <laughs> well, <laughs> to stay in the military. You don't like it, you can leave. Yeah, nobody's leave. forcing you, you to stay like in there. It, you can okay. Hey, all right, so all right. This is a message to all boots on the ground. Leave now. Yeah, just quit. Leave Stay now. Leave now. Okay. I will you don't like it in Afghanistan? You got a bad assignment? You don't like your CEO? Yeah. Just quit. You know what, John? I will take all the money we earn on this show and charter airplanes for all of the boots on the ground and the ships at sea to leave now. If they can actually leave now, get on the, get on the plane. Can leave, leave now. now. Leave now. Hey, guess, guess what? What? They can't leave now. Uh, but Bill O'Reilly and Geraldo said he could leave now. Oh, Bill O'Reilly doesn't apparently know anything about the military. You don't, you can't, it's not a job. Oh. It's not like a job you sign up for, well, I quit this job. Oh. I mean, what do you have? Of course, then you have the problem. Like, that is the problem. How do you get out of, uh, you know, uh, Kabul and get back to the U.S.? Because they're not going to fly you back if you quit. But this is like, why, do you, why would anybody even think this? You do not sign up for the military so you can just quit at the drop of a hat like he claims. Mm. Where, where does he? Where does this come from? Where does it? Where does it get into his head to even suggest such a thing? Do you think uh, I really am totally baffled by the whole thing? It's just uh, is he trying to sucker people into thinking that this is true so they join up because I know they have trouble recruiting. I mean, I don't know well, what I don't get it. Do you think either of them have actually served? I don't think so. I doubt it. Yeah. Oh, they'd be bragging about it constantly. If, are you kidding? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> we're in for like a, if there were corporals for two years, they'd be, oh, when I was in the military. <laughs> no, Geraldo got a chair on his nose.
That's his. Uh, that's his service. Yeah, that's, that's, that's his, his service, service to humanity. And we don't want to be demean anybody out there that's stuck in the uh, middle of nowhere. I'm, on the contrary, I want to save everyone for when we really need them. Like not this bull crap. Yeah, that's the point. Uh, we have national guards people that are overseas. They should. They're supposed to be nationally. They're supposed to be national guards. Supposed to be here. They're not supposed to be over there. That's the army's job. So I got a. I got a, uh, a cute little uh, clip from. Uh, uh, special Victims Unit, which had all kinds of high-tech stuff going on in the show. <laughs> but this little bad acting uh, clip is kind of interesting because it brings in another little meme about, you know, stuff that we're all doing on a day-to-day basis. Play creep twits. Oh, tweets. hold on. I, that's not what I expected. Okay. This clown really on the job? Al McCutcheon from the 1-8. He lied his way past the desk sergeant, said he was here for a prison transfer. You make it a habit to beat up guys in custody, Officer McCutcheon? Look, I'm sorry, but my daughter's in the same swim class as the girl who got raped two nights ago. My Carla's had her over for sleepovers. When I heard you guys finally caught the son of a bitch... You decided to tune him up. I didn't decide anything. I just saw red. Yeah, well, the ass you just kicked is your own career. I know. <laughs> Should have never signed up with those tweets. <laughs> tweets? From who? Watch group in our neighborhood. They send out info about sexual predators. Call them creep tweets. <laughs> oh, my God. Creep tweets are an internet communication, Your Honor, one that triggered a despicable act of vigilante violence against my client and by a police officer. The man practically broke my jaw. Assaulted in custody, Ms. West? All right. Well, we can look forward to that. This is part of the, if you see something, beat the guy's ass. Yeah, well, this is part of the whole scheme. I think they're actually trying to promote this idea, to be honest about it. It's kind of done in an awkward way. Well, but it's, again, we, we now have documented proof that uh, our American... See something, say something. Yeah, our American, pro- our American uh, media is influencing not just Americans here at home, but uh, <clears throat> people in Saudi Arabia and all over the world. It's great. Yeah, that's what now, we do. <clears throat> okay, I got a couple clips then. Well, wait, before you do that, I got uh, one short minor clip that just kind of is just off the top. It's a good segue to whatever you want to do. I'm sure it is. It, I, w- I was taking one of these clips, and I caught the end of a clip, and, I, and it just sounds so funny by itself. It's a, it's a promotion for one, of the net, for one of the channels, but it sounds like there's a subtle message hidden here. Play the Speed Channel promotion. I always have to guess what you're going to tell me to play. Here we go. Get your heart racing this week on speed. <laughs> Get your heart racing on speed. Take speed. Take speed. I mean, speed isn't is that good. what it says? <laughs> yeah. Let's listen to it again. Get your heart racing this week on speed. Yeah, my heart's racing on speed, all right. <laughs> I mean, this is like talk about your neuro linguistic programming. That's great. That's great. I love that. So uh, we know that ABC News has a new news president. So I'm, uh, oh, I'm uh, eyeing uh, ABC News very closely. I, I, you know, usually it was NBC, who of course, had the tie-in with General Electric. And uh, we know that uh, the, uh, the CEO of General Electric is good, for good buddies with Obama. And uh, so now we have ABC News, uh, the new president of ABC News. His um, sister is a special advisor to the president. Which is, uh, someone uh, sent us an email, which is a pretty high position, actually, to be a special advisor. So they're all over uh, a Lockheed. Now, 
Let me just tell you a little bit of Alaki. So we need a new Bin Laden because, of course, the old Bin Laden is uh, is dead. He's not well, around ever. We don't know. No, we don't know. I mean, he's, he's in a cave somewhere. We also, Maybe never existed for all we know. We also needed to all be in Yemen. All right? So we, we've had Iraq, we went from Iraq so we gotta go to, Yemen, to Afghanistan, then, then Sudan, Pakistan. Yeah, we're going to move into Sudan. That's next. Right. But uh, Alaki... Uh, so he uh, has a new product. Now, by the way, Alaki is an American citizen, right? From Phoenix or something right. like that. American citizen, and yeah. there's, and there's a couple of things you need to know about him. Uh, one is uh, the president has uh, said uh, you may kill him. So uh, I, I don't know about you. I don't care what uh, what's going on, but uh, typically with American citizens, uh, you can't just be ordered to be killed by the president. You would right. You, yeah, I know. It's like a distressing. process. Yeah. And and the court recently uh, overturned an objection to that. It's all in the show notes. So that is very distressing. You know, you're an American citizen. Uh, I'm sorry, the president said we could kill you. So I don't, and this guy may be the worst guy in the world. But that's not how the system's supposed to work. Um, so Alaki is he is uh, now he is the uh, not only is he the new CEO of uh, Al Qaeda on the uh, Arabian Peninsula. He also is uh, the uh, uh, the CEO of the Taliban. He is the press relations manager, uh, and uh, they're on to him because uh, I mean they they're really moving up. John, I got to tell you, these this Alaki guy. I mean, they are getting really sophisticated because they use two microphones now for his videos. Please pay attention to ABC News Ministry of Truth. of Al Qaeda in Yemen, linked to multiple plots, including those bombs on cargo planes. Oh, I f- forgot to tell you, uh, everything is linked to this guy. Uh, oh yeah, he's Chris- Christmas pants bomber, shoe bomber, yeah. cartridge bomber, uh, Christmas tree bomber, every bomber, yeah. boot bomber, it's all a lockies. Martha Raditz, who covers defense and security, tells us his latest video is a polished production. Ooh. He calls America Satan, but the video itself looks almost corporate. And today, investigators are examining the well-produced propaganda tape to see what clues it offers. First, compare it to the last time Osama bin Laden was seen on video. The Iwaki image is sharp, the background wood lattice, the glass top desk and executive's leather chair and not one but two microphones. Iwaki has made his name with recruiting videos. Investigators from New York Congressman Anthony Weiner's office found more than 700 videos on YouTube with an alarming 3.5 million hits. Weiner said the videos facilitated the recruitment of homegrown terror. YouTube took down some of the most defensive. But it is still incredibly easy to find videos of Iwaki on YouTube. You just type in his name. I think we need to regulate that internet, that YouTube thing. we got to turn off some videos. And you get hundreds, even thousands of results. The overall theme of the tapes is that America is waging war against Muslims and must be stopped. While some of those checking out the sites are no doubt curiosity seekers... Because uh, we're tracking who's checking out the sites. She'll say Alaki has inspired terror before, from the mass shootings at Fort Hood... Uh, Fort Hood! ...to the failed Christmas Day bombing. Christmas Day bombing failed! And investigators fear he will do so again. The video could provide important clues, but wherever that tape was made, Awaki has likely moved on to yet another safe haven in Yemen, in Yemen. where it is clearly easy to hide. Hey, Diane, oh, it's so, oh, it's so easy to hide in Yemen. Now, yeah, yeah. so before uh, the new president of ABC News came in, uh, ABC News actually slipped up. We're going to play something from October 26th. Because what you have to understand is, two months after 9-11, 
Aulaki was invited to the Pentagon for lunch. Okay? The guy who's number one now. He's number one. He's got the big foam finger. He's number one. He was invited to the Pentagon for lunch, and somehow they just let him go. They just let him eat and let him leave. And it's amazing how that works. Let's listen. Uh, you don't think he was like, uh, well, it couldn't be he's like CIA or something, John. Do you think that you know, maybe he got like some message there? Like, here's what you need to do? Or was it just really a coincidence? Let's listen to the ABC News report. American-born radical cleric Anwar al linked to the 9-11 hijackers, the failed... Oh, I'm sorry. He was also part of 9-11. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I forgot. The guy's yeah. everything. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. ...airline bombing and the Fort Hood shootings. President Obama himself has authorized the targeted killing of al if and when he is found in Yemen. But the Pentagon... <laughs> if and when he is found in Yemen. <laughs> it's like, could it get any more obvious? Yemen. If uh, we, you know, he's, he's hiding out somewhere, uh, at least we know it's somewhere in Yemen. John is now confirming. <laughs> listen, listen. John, it's so obvious, isn't it? If and when he is found in Yemen. Found in Yemen. But listen, listen, here it comes. The Pentagon is now confirming that Awaki was invited to a private lunch at the Pentagon just weeks after the hijackers he knew had slammed a plane into that building and just days after he had been interviewed by the FBI. I am dumbfounded. How can this happen? We let him slip through our fingers. In Yemen. Let him <laughs> slip through our fingers. We fed the guy. In Yemen. We gave the guy lunch. (laughs) (laughs) Was invited as part of the Pentagon's outreach to Muslims. Outreach to Muslim. Outreach to terrorists in Yemen. The Pentagon now says it was a small group put together by the Defense Department's general counsel. Uh-huh. He was vetted, but clearly not very thoroughly. Juju, and an embarrassing breach. Thanks, Martha Rodas, what for that. An embarrassing update. breach. Let's move along to Yemen. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, just please understand: this, there is no terror. The, the, yeah, I'm sorry. There is terror. We're afraid of things that don't exist. It's, it's like this, this guy, this totally made-up guy who's an American. He yeah. dined with the, at the Pentagon. I mean, please, get a clue. This is like CIA, and they link the guy to everything. In Yemen. And right now, it, it, it couldn't be any better because he's... In Yemen. <laughs> this is nuts. This is... I mean, please. Hello, people. I can't say it any, any other way than you need to wake up from your dream sleep. In Yemen. Wow. So anyway, so uh, you won't be hearing that anymore because, you know, that was October 26th. We got, and that was clearly, uh, whoever was president of news then is out. Oh, that's why they ousted him. Of course. Hey, of course. What the hell are you doing with <laughs> this guy? What are you guy? doing, man? You can't do that story, <laughs> you, you idiot. idiot. That's, not, that's not how it works. In Yemen. <laughs> Nutball. You're out. <laughs> Bring in but, a new guy. I, I, I have a family to feed. <laughs> what do we have? Uh, uh, hold on. Hey, you, special assistant. You got anybody? Yeah, I got my brother. Oh, good. Put him in. Oh, my goodness. Well, let's hope we get some uh, some some income from between now and Sunday. That was a terrible uh, situation. Well, if you uh, if you tried and you gave up, please. 
please try again. I mean, or something. Yeah, I don't we, know. We de- we definitely need. Uh, we did send out the talking points memo. I want everyone to check it out. At least get a co- take a copy. It's a little note asking for some some help, and then a, the talking points memo. We're going to have another one. We're going to try to do one a month or, or more often. I'll probably send out something to the as a Christmas greeting too. Uh, but we're trying to try to do one talking point memo a month because we have enough items i think we can go a year we got 12 things that we're thematic with we got the trains bad planes good we got the uh um uh, well we got we got arguments for geoengineering we got arguments with mostly quotes from things right we have there's a number of themes that we have in fact we have to do our little special show which discusses the primer the primer yeah so 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 what is so what will the next the next talking points will be I don't know. What do you think it should be? I think trains good. Trains planes good, bad. planes bad. I think I think that's a good one because that's all over. Yeah, and uh, people can get in. You know, the discussion. We can have five or six points that are just you know why this, why that. And the why don't we? Uh, why don't we time it? Give it uh, two weeks because in two weeks, Diddy's uh, last train to Paris will be number one on the charts. We could time it for that, and we can release it then. We're like, okay, hey, try that. Not- notice yeah. this. Notice this train thing from the guy who exclusively talks about Cristal on his jets. Now he's taking trains. Yeah, give me yeah, a that break. Makes sense. Give me a break, <laughs> please. Come on, I'm not stupid. Well, well I guess. Anyway, end of show clip will be uh, this three minute and thirty three second clip of. Uh, Judge Napolitano show. It doesn't matter. I just like the fact that it's a no three- relation to Lucy. <laughs> Or Janet, for that matter. <laughs> uh, all right. So, yes, Dvorak.org slash NA, channeldvorak.com slash NA, or noagendashow.com. Go to the donation page. Uh, if you tried and had to give up because of uh, PayPal being DDO-est, then uh, please consider trying again because it is hurting us. And uh, coming to you from the Hilltop Watchtower Crackpot Command Center in Yemen, I'm Adam Curry. And from Northern Silicon Valley in Yemen, I'm John C. Dvorak. We'll talk to you again on Thursday right here on No Agenda. Does the government work for us or do we work for the government? Are our rights guaranteed by the Constitution and the laws or do they exist subject to the whim of government bureaucrats? Tonight, the TSA, WikiLeaks and taxes. Why is the government looking for excuses to violate the Constitution? Last month, the TSA claimed that it is like a health inspector at a restaurant and thus can look at anyone's body that it wants, as if it were looking for flies on a piece of cheese. It interferes with private enterprise at its most critical juncture, the airlines, as they are receiving their passengers, and it tells them who they can put on their planes. It simply refuses to abide the Constitution, even though every employee there has taken an oath to apply hold it and it insists it can keep us safer than the airlines themselves can never mind that the tsa has yet to find a single box cutter or weapon or bomb in all of its porn and groping never mind that its uh, back scanners cannot detect explosive powder on or under the skin and never mind that it has terrified young children and folks who have just had surgery listen to cousin janet if you don't like what we do take a bus 
Do that, and you'll find the TSA at the bus. The WikiLeaks folks are not real journalists, say members of Congress from both sides of the aisle. That's because the big government party, the one that includes almost all Republicans and almost all Democrats, Congressman Ron Paul and Connie Mack are exceptions, the party that thinks it can write any law and tax any event, the one that recognizes no limits on its power, still believes that we work for the government. And it can tell us what it wants us to know and keep us in the dark about what it doesn't want us to know. A journalist is one who reports, writes, or transmits newsworthy information. That's straight out of Webster's Unabridged Dictionary. It's not news that the government likes. It's not news that is good or bad. It is whatever is newsworthy. And newsworthy means whatever people are interested in. Are people interested in what WikiLeaks has reported? Hundreds of millions of us are. If we define journalists that the government hates and fears as non-journalists, will they lose the protections of the law? Only in the weird Orwellian world of big government, not in a world where the Constitution is abided and rights are guaranteed. And yesterday we saw many Democrats rip into the president because he favors raising some tax rates, but not all of them. They speak as if our money were theirs, and they can decide how much of it they'll let us keep. They have it backwards. Our earnings belong to us. The Constitution says so. The presumption is that we get to keep what we earn and that the government must leave us alone. Where does the government come off claiming it can take whatever it wants? If you wouldn't let a thief take your money and give it away, if you wouldn't let your neighbors take your money and give it away, why would you let the government do so? You know what they do with that money? Three quarters of it. Three quarters of what they take from us goes to welfare payments, wealth transfers, or to paying back loans taken out by previous governments. Will this tax and spend madness ever end? Only when folks who love freedom and respect private property get in the government. We are your night watchmen. Regrettably, the government gives us much to watch.